Back in 2018, I had a pipe dream. The Marvel Cinematic Universe was getting grander. Infinity War was on the way. I'd seen characters on screen that I never thought could star in a billion dollar film. For the past decade, I'd grown hopeful. Even so, it felt like a pipe dream. Three things comprised this pipe dream. Three things I knew would never happen. Like, it'd be cool if they did this, but they never will. The first one was to see MODOK. That was always the limit for me. Seeing Spider-Man on screen makes sense. I get Hawkeye. Thanos was a stretch, but then it happened. But MODOK? Never. This year, it did. The second was Secret Wars, the weirdest massive storyline in Marvel history. One that sold a lot of toys and changed the comic landscape in so many ways. For me, Infinity War was a fine replacement, because of course they'd never do Secret Wars. And then they announced they would. The third and final pipe dream was to bring back all of the old characters, the ones who first fulfilled our dreams of seeing superheroes on screen. The multiverse. It could never happen. While No Way Home doesn't age particularly well on the third plus rewatch, there's no way to describe how happy I was to be proven wrong. <laughs> Welcome back to The Wrong Opinion, MCU Rewatch. We got Ricky Z. So what's up? What's up? What's up? We're talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. What's your first couple thoughts on, on this movie? Obviously, you and I talked about uh, Far From Home a few weeks it's ago now. It's a good movie, and I like it. Um, I think you say no. that verbatim every single movie. <laughs> I was sitting here thinking while you're asking, like, I feel like I probably say some dumb thing that's really similar <laughs> to this. So I'll mix it up, which probably means I accidentally just quoted something I already said. Yeah, uh, probably. No, I... Um, actually, while we were watching it, um, after we saw it in theaters and um, then just now when we were rewatching it, I was telling Courtney like how like 12 year old me or 10 go back 10 year old me or whoever would be like not believing anything I'm saying that this was a movie is such oh, yeah. a like it's so mind blowing to me like when you like perspective the whole thing on because it's almost like boring like my kids aren't going to know they're just like oh cool there's superhero movies. I'm like, holy crap, we were hearing for my whole childhood there'd be a Spider-Man movie. Then there's finally a Spider-Man movie when I'm in like middle school. And now there's a crap load of Spider-Man movies, including a Spider-Man movie that crosses over all the Spider-Man movies. And like, and then now we have animated Spider-Man movies that are also doing that. And it's like, whoa. It's, yeah. it's like crazy. That's fun. Like people just aren't going to care going forward about this movie the same way. Like I thought about that when Andrew Garfield took off his mask, like in the theater, yeah. everybody freaked out. And then now just me watching I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. What's up guys. Yeah, That's cool. Man. Like even I care less than, than and that kind of, <laughs> that, that's kind of like exemplifies my entire thoughts about this movie. Like I love this movie in theaters is one of my favorite movies. And there was a couple things that they did to make it still be a good movie without just the fan service. But so much of it just relies on the fact that, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and you know Charlie he he came into but nobody cares about him yeah. um well but it, it still is just a fantastic movie and the fact that I, I I don't think that anybody I'm gonna talk about this later I'm just gonna talk about it right now Aunt May dying I didn't see that coming I don't know if you did but it's just funny how they completely like moved his origin story three movies late you know 
And yeah, that was one of the flaws. Weird. That was one of the flaws with with it early on because he first, you know, got uh, associated with Tony, and that came out like yeah. you know, late in his comics career. Yeah. So then you don't have the normal origin, you don't have a normal MJ, you don't have a normal suit. It just kind of is like it's awesome, but it's like this is just not Spider Man. So to completely like retcon basically all mm. of that, and it ends with him as that street level Spider Man, the dead ant. Yeah, it is. I think I thought that was cool because, I mean, like you said, all that stuff going through the movies, people were criticizing it. And I was like, I was critical ish, but not like it. All the stories still worked. So I was kind of like, yeah, yeah. okay. I, I still wish that they didn't call her MJ. I just wish they went with a different name altogether. Um, because, but she still is like, I don't know. Every time I see the movies, I always really like her and her character is really enjoyable. But I'm like, this just isn't. It's, it's not MJ, so just call it something else. But I get over it because I like the character. And then, like, the same with they introduced everything backwards. Well, they introduced him in Civil War, and he's with, working with Tony there, which at least that part was in the comics. But, like, you're talking way late in his career yeah. in the comics, so it's kind of weird. But they kind of got it right. They did the best they can with the movie rights and blah, blah, yeah. blah, and whatever. And then he's, like, in space and doing all this crazy stuff before he has, like, his real defining moment, which... um did you see uh, Across the Spider-Verse? Yeah. Okay, so I, I guess I'll moment. like say like spoilers or whatever in yeah. case anybody somehow didn't see it. But uh, but yeah, his canon event, it's like they still made it happen. So it is. I don't think I really saw it coming like that. I guess because Marissa Tomei is still pretty darn young for, for an Aunt May, um, I kind of just figured they'd keep her around uh, and kill other people. But then it kind of got, like holy crap oh she's gonna die right now and then she stood up and you're like oh okay i guess not and then she fell over and you're like oh my gosh she's gonna die and i didn't i don't i don't remember really feeling like i saw that coming but but rather feeling like man i guess i could have i should have seen that coming because it's like like the across the spider-verse did where no matter what happens every peter parker type character every spider-man character has something like that where they lose somebody and it's like an aunt or an uncle or a whoever. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess I should have seen it coming, but no, I, they got me to kind of twice. I feel like in the theater, I remember being caught twice thinking, Oh, she's going to die. And then she didn't die. And then I just kind of gave up and then she died. Yeah. Like you think she's definitely dead because the bombs got thrown at her and then she stands up, she starts walking around. And then once she says with great power comes great responsibility, you're like, Oh yeah, she's dead. She's gone. Yeah, she's dead right, right? That was, that's ah, it that's what i thought too is once she said it i'm like it's over yeah nail in the coffin <laughs> and like going into the movie it just wasn't something that was on my mind because i guess i thought no, I, yeah, uncle ben thinking about it i thought uncle ben was the canon event and we just didn't well, know about that or something i guess yeah I and I, so to me i kind of thought like uh and because i couldn't remember a lot of specifics but i'm like oh multiverse comic stuff they kind of they take the same idea and just tweak it so it's like you have even like spider ham has silly stuff like that where it's like <laughs> totally nonsense but it obviously it's all nonsense but like extra nonsense but it still kind of follows that story um and they all like every version of these characters has a really similar story and then every now and then they'll throw one in who's way 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 different um so i guess i don't know it i should have seen it coming but yeah it was not on my radar because going into the movie knowing that yeah we're pretty certainly getting everybody like all and some of it i didn't know about but a lot of it you knew was coming 
I um, I think I was fooling myself, but I really was just certain that there was not going to be Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. But obviously, we knew that the bad guys were going to be there. At least Doc Ock and I think uh, uh, Green Goblin. Yeah, but we did knew I tell about you those story? two for sure. Did I tell you about how I spoiled it for myself? Uh, I don't think so. So I after the trailers and I don't even usually watch trailers, but there was so much hype with this one because it got leaked and then they just released it. And then it was like the most viewed trailer ever. Mm. Um, and I, I just didn't see flash Thompson. And it's just this dumb thing was like, Oh, I wonder if flash is in this movie. I should check out the cast list. And this was like a day before the, before I went to the movie. And so mm. I saw the entire cast list, which included Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and Charlie Cox. So completely ruined the most. Oh, movie that sucks. It sucked. That's yeah. That's, gross um i i hid from stuff because i always hide from stuff i don't even look at trailers because i don't want to know anything and i just ruined the most important secret yeah you know like that's why i love that i think i've talked about it before with you the uh the super bowl commercial before endgame where it was like just you got like flashes of nothing Mm -hmm. it was no information a lot of black screen and just nothing yeah. I'm like, that's how they should do these trailers. There's already a billion movies. We don't, we don't care. I'm going to see it. So it was kind of like, um, it was, it was kind of for me, I'm just trying to avoid them. Uh, but I did see, I remember seeing a no way home trailer and then I was like, dang, I wish I hadn't watched. Cause I saw doc Ock and Norman yeah. and I was like, dang it. All right. But they also had a little clip from the fight scene at the end where they're all fighting in the middle of like the statue of Liberty with all the sand and stuff. Yeah. And you only see one Spider-Man, but you see some stuff that I have to think they did on purpose where you see the like I think it was the lizard. Yeah, he got gets like in the face caught. by yeah. invisible. Yeah. And you just see like magically he gets hit. And I'm like, oh. And yeah. I remember people <laughs> being like, Oh, that's gonna be Miles. They're gonna slip Miles in the movie. And I was like, I don't know. Probably not, but maybe that'd be cool. And then uh it wound up being Andrew and Toby and I was kind of I feel like going into the movie I don't remember being a hundred percent sure that they were showing up but I remember being like pretty confident because they had rumored enough about like contracts and different things but I was I had either successfully hidden from spoilers or I was denying them I can't remember yeah I think I was I think if you didn't know that they were coming in then you were just totally in denial because I I think that was the same for me too and I know it was like we were talking about like everybody's like oh it's happening dude it's happening and I was kind of like yeah I don't want to get my hopes up I think that was kind of more my thing is I don't want to get my hopes up well me and MJ have a similar approach with some stuff I just (laughs) I'm just like nah they're gonna let me down I'm just gonna expect disappointment (laughs) never be disappointed yeah that's great and then last point that I want to make, just that we, we've been talking about like the changes they made. And that's one of the coolest things about well, really all comic books, but definitely Spider-Man comic books. There's so much different stuff to pull from. So when we say, oh, it's not like the comics, like it's not like that one comic, but if it gets the gist, then I'm fine. And really, as long as it's not a bad movie, then I don't care what they change. I'm cool with mm-hmm. it. It doesn't have to be exactly like the comics. And I, I talk about that a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, I've, I've really jumped on that boat in the last i don't know 10 years i guess yeah where it's like at first it's like man it's just cool to see the comics on the screen and then it's like ah why aren't they more accurate and then it's like man it's just cool i don't care yeah it's cool i'm good some some stuff stuff, you know like obviously we're anti well what's his name the the skinny little dude from that 70s show that was in spider-man 3 topher 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 grace Grace. yeah 
even like obviously that was just bad casting and he was bad in that but i get what they were trying to do and i don't hate yeah. the move but he been, I, I think he would have been a great peter parker <laughs> i think he'd been a great peter parker and that's what they're trying to do is have like an anti peter parker not some big burly dude but yeah i i just do have like i mean an anti peter to me is a big burly dude get the opposite yeah <laughs> so that's, i like there's certain yeah. things that i just don't love that i feel like character there's certain authenticity to a character that you have to do yeah um and i don't know there's a lot of focus on things that just don't matter but i'm like you know if you're gonna do the character like taskmaster and black widow it's like just do the actual character don't yeah that call one it something I'm so upset else. About. Like, don't don't just completely change the character and name it something unless maybe it's like a completely unknown character and you can get away with it, which they have done, but like yeah. you can't ha- venom is such a huge character. And to go from big Olympic level athlete to, which is like written in writing, like he is that level athletic and a monstrous dude to a scrawny little dork, uh, who's basically just Peter Parker with vampire teeth. Um, that was weird. Well, cause and, even like Tom Hardy you know. isn't necessarily true to Eddie Brock. No, except that he's just a big guy, you know? So it's at least he's, the same. Yeah. And they, I mean, they film person. it well, cause he's, he's only five, nine, he's a little fella, but yeah, he, he is great. He's like physically fella. preparing for ro- roles and stuff. Like the size changes that he's gone through. Um, but even for me, like I have a hard time with Venom getting, even though he is now like officially like an anti-hero and has been for a very long time, I'm like almost disappointed that they didn't cover him longer as a villain yeah. in the movies because his main role was villain for 30 years. And then they're like, well, now he's, he's an anti-hero. And you're like, yeah, he's, I mean, he's kind of been an anti-hero in parts. He's worked alongside Spider-Man, but I get over it because I enjoyed Venom. Didn't see the second one, but I'll watch it eventually. Always good. I mean, it was as good as the first one. Neither are like awesome movies, but it's like that's that it was, it's fun. But they're, yeah, they're fun. Yeah. All right. Let's hop to the rankings. You want first pick? What do you want? Um, Let's go with, I'll do the James Gunn award right away. Let's do that. All right. So Taika Waititi. Yeah. James Gunn. Yeah. Taika lost his, lost his his title after having so many jokes that could have been scrapped. Um, So for me, I, I think, it's kind of the movie was steadily funny throughout lots of little like quick comic relief stuff. Um, but the second time watching it, the line I think I laughed loudest at was when uh, I guess we'll go with Peter three talking to Peter two. So Andrew talking to Toby yeah, says, are you going to go into battle dressed as a cool youth pastor like that? I don't know why <laughs> that one like made me laugh so hard. Um, and there's that's other stuff one. all throughout the movie. That's funny, but that one made me laugh the loudest the second time so i wrote that down um and i feel like they could have scrapped the whole scooby-doo line i just thought that was dumb like it was like that funny was like- and then i was like meh and then it was funny i kept going back and forth on how i felt and i was just like bah, whatever that's one of those lines where it's like clearly a trailer line like it's just something to sell oh yeah well, for trailer that's another i think that movie. ruined it yeah i think that ruined it for me too is almost any time there's a funny thing in a trailer it's not funny for me when the movie comes yeah now it did set up mj for funny so there's that but i was just like i to me most of the jokes were solid in the movie uh corny on purpose kind of things that i'm cool with so i was just like eh, i guess that's my least favorite we'll go with that one because okay. it was like you said it was clearly like a trailer grab kind of thing yeah uh so for james gunn funniest i've got like six 
five honorable mentions and then one number one just the teacher's interaction with uh peter when oh my gosh school. <laughs> like, yeah that was that was the first thing going into the movie that i was planning to write down yeah <laughs> like jb smooth oh, is so just trying funny. to be cool he's like feel free to walk or swing or just stick to the ceiling <laughs> I and love then the, i love the what's the other teacher uh the white one martin star like, i don't yeah, remember his actual name mr harrington maybe yeah mr harrington there you go where he's like uh he's like we know you can do it <laughs> <laughs> he's just like awkward and <laughs> yeah but then you got hannibal burris just calling him a murder oh, he's man. like mysterio was right i love As, that thing. I, I, I love when he's walking away he's like we know what you did (laughs) that was so funny and his face like when he comes up the stairs Hannibal Burris specifically when they come up the stairs and he's just standing there with like this kind of fake looking smile just like uh (laughs) like a four-year-old that you tell to smile for a picture that was so the Hannibal Burris face yeah that's just like he's cracked he just cracks me up that was that was super funny without even being like obviously funny it was just really funny yeah uh when Electro was making fun of Lizard's stupid plan from that. Oh, yeah. Movie. I always <laughs> like when movies make fun of their bad movies everything. in the franchise. Every, everything Jamie Foxx did, like, he was just, I'm so happy with how he got to be kind of redone. Yeah. Because he's so much better in general than the way they did him for Amazing Spider-Man 2. And he was, almost everything he said was really funny. Yeah. And, or, or like legit kind of sinister good stuff and that whole <laughs> tournament of lizards like that was, that was so funny and, nope. and connor's is like yeah <laughs> <laughs> dumb that was a cool part of this movie in that like most of it was comic relief or at least lighthearted. but then yeah. like green goblin was like the most terrifying terrifying villain in any mcu movie i think and then Aunt May dies, like just two huge things just in this vat of of super, you know, cheesy and goofy, whatever. It was Um, very in line with uh with like James Gunn kind of stuff. Well, Taika Waititi too, where it's like really silly, but then really dark. Yeah. And and it's cut like yeah, and it like whelming each other. Yeah, that's like I mean, all the Guardians movies are like that, where you're like, Oh, this is so stupid. Wait, it's really serious. Oh my gosh, what's happening right now? And it but it's seamless. Yeah, I think the that second was... one got the balance wrong. I talked about that, but like they just put jokes into dramatic moments and it's just like, yeah, a little too far. A little too far. Uh, I fell into a vat of electric eels. I fell into a super collider. You gotta be careful <laughs> where you fall. That was good. Uh, Strange going, call me sir. After he just said not to call him sir, but yeah, Peter just... screwed up. That was a good one. Uh, I'm lame. I fought a Russian guy in a rhinoceros machine. I love that. I that whole alien. scene is so funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but and my Tobey Maguire one... kind of stole that one from me where he's like, hey, can, just with the self-talk. You know, like, was, it, it was so funny because he's like their dad all of a sudden. Like, oh, yeah. no, you're amazing. And and him saying you're amazing. Like, I nudged Courtney. I'm like, get it? He's amazing. And she's like, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, my number one, though, so you can barely see this. So we're in, uh, I don't know, wherever May works. I don't know. Some, they're helping poor people or something. Charity thing. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It is. So May and Peter are talking about Norman while he's sitting in the corner. They're discussing whether or not they should save him. And you just, you kind of see it. It's like kind of blurry. You can see Norman like reach the donut, stiff With a bunch the of pockets, look over, <laughs> yeah. and just push him back. And he just steals donuts as they're talking about him. That, that was that just was so really funny, funny to me. But yeah, that part, I remember in the theater just giggling like an idiot, like, because, because I'm like, 
I'm already in the thing of like, it can, we can't tell what is, is he, what's going on? Like, is he Norman? Is yeah. he really Norman? What's going on? And then he's like stealing donuts. Like he's like super rich genius dude. And he's stealing donuts from a homeless shelter. <laughs> and I, I don't think I noticed it the first time. Cause I saw it. I see this movie twice in theaters. And then once just now, I think I caught it the second time in theaters. And it's just like mm. this super, it's like a, dramatic kind of moment but it's not a fun yeah. moment definitely but that just kind of cuts it and then <laughs> what they could have scrapped i think there's a couple in the in the climatic fight a couple jokes between this spider-man that they could have scrapped because it's like hey you should be focusing right now guys um the only ones i thought were like stupid though that they definitely should have scrapped uh was cure that ass that's not funny and that then, was hilarious <laughs> really that made, i laughed so hard i thought that was dumb to me it was so funny because Toby Maguire's Spider-Man is the least sweary out of all of them. I guess, yeah. And he just kind of chimes in and like this really cool youth passed away and it just made me, yeah. <laughs> it just cracked me up. I thought it was so stupid. Okay, you might think this one's funny too and I might be wrong, but does it come out of your wrist or anywhere else? Yeah, I think that was just cringy. <laughs> that was more like weird because Tom Holland's character has always been like awkward and like asks for like a genius, he asks a lot of dumb questions. I mean, he's a 15-year-old, yeah. He's yeah, and it's like, it's kind of in line with like, he's a genius. He'll like snap into it when it comes to like mechanical things or like when they're talking about multiversal things in, in uh, Far From Home. And like he snaps into this genius thing, um, but then he'll still have dumb teenager questions. Like, wait a second, hold on. Where, what? And I, so I'm thinking... Cause that's always been a joke is like, Oh, does your, why does your web come out of your butt? If you're a spider and like, <laughs> do you remember fairly odd parents? And they had like Timmy uh, did like a Spider-Man type thing and he webbed out of his butt and it was like, haha, that's did not see that show. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I just it sounds hilarious thought, for a kid's show. I, I just thought of that. Like, it's not like hilarious, but like, Oh, that's, it's just like silly, weird to me, it's like buddies in a locker room asking kind of honest questions that they yeah. wouldn't talk about elsewhere because they don't want to be embarrassed. And they're just like on the top of the Statue of Liberty talking <laughs> about weird crap. <laughs> Stupid, but I was like, ah. <laughs> hey, I think if that were like a deleted scene, I would say it's hilarious, but it's actually in the movie. And I'm like, yeah, maybe you should have Yeah, I mean, if you were cutting for time, it could probably go. Yeah. Let's do the I Am Iron Man Award for the best single line. I think this is clear. So I've got, I'm, I'm going to go two runner-ups because they're both really good and kind of encapsulated the movie, but they're not the best. Um, strange saying the the multiverse is a concept about which we know frighteningly little. I mean, it's like this whole new saga in a nutshell. Yeah. Right? And yeah. it's, this movie should have kicked off the multiverse saga and the rest should have been limited series. Said that before. Uh, and then he also says, in the grand calculus of the multiverse, their sacrifice means infinitely more than their lives. And that became like 10 times cooler after the bad strange said that in the next movie. Uh, and then there's a lot of old quotes from old movies, like the power of the sun and something of a scientist myself. And that was more just fun, but the best yeah. by like a mile was with great power. There must also come great response. Yeah. I mean, 100%. I was trying, I was trying to avoid doing that one. Cause I'm like, ah, it's like too easy. It's too easy. Cause uh, it's the right answer. Cause it's the right answer. That's the, that's, that's the thing. And it, yeah. I think you're right. I think it is the right answer. Yeah. In both in both situations, both when May says it, but also when the two, when the Spider Men are talking and and they like finish each other's sentences or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, and so that line, I think 
people think of the line as with great power comes great responsibility and they think that it like can canonically that's a word uh it comes from uncle ben but in obviously you probably know this but in the comics it was the way that she said in this movie with great power there must also come great responsibility and it was not uncle ben it was a narration panel yeah i just stole from useless trivia yeah burrs yeah that's one of those where it's like it became super tied to uncle ben but it's also like I don't, I don't know if that I care who says it. I just want it to be said. Yeah, exactly. And I, they've done a funny thing with like over several movies of just kind of like not quite saying it. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think you're right. That's the, that's the one answer. But the Dr. Strange ones you brought up are really good lines. I just didn't really think about them as like, because I guess I was thinking like applying the line to like a, a self-actualization type moment yeah which which great power great responsibility would fit That's that like mold that. but yeah um because i am iron man like he says that and it's just like ah yep that's me i'm this guy now and uh dr strange was saying like serious stuff that's like applies to it's the i am iron man moment for the upcoming phase or phases yeah um so that's a pretty good one i just that's like a- his uh the the second quote you mentioned that was repeated in multiverse of madness where he's talking about like their you know their deaths don't really matter um yeah it's like the i i enjoy that kind of stuff because it's math and perspective that is typically lost in emotional things in real life and in movies where you're like oh man well it's a bummer that so-and-so died but it's like well kill one save a thousand the math checks out and in this case it's usually like millions or billions or more yeah uh, so those are interesting but yeah i think you're right yeah great i wish you to pick like one that like you were saying is like a self-act like like a like a character driven line and then one that's like encapsulating the concept of the movie and then one that's just like aesthetically cool that's kind of where my brain goes uh you got next pick um okay i will go with do the She-Hulk award, um, which is uh, questions that don't need to be asked or whatever. Mm-hmm. Answers to um, questions that don't need to be asked. There you asked. go. Thank AKA you. A half-baked theories. So I kind of have, I have a two, three, but I, but one of them, I'm not sure if it actually falls in this category. So we'll let you be the final decision maker on that. All right. Um, so when they're in MJ's little coffee shop, um, those decorations i didn't think about this the first time i saw the movie i was just like oh it's a little wizard guy dr strange cool um but we're watching this time so this is the second time i actually watched the whole movie the first or the i watched part of it on an airplane once but it it was only it's like a hour and 45 minute flight yeah um so i didn't finish it but uh when i'm watching it this time i look at those hanging little wizard guys and i'm like these aren't actually dressed like wizards it's a guy dressed in a witch costume. Like if you look at the decoration and I'm like, where are they finding these? So I'm like, did they make them for the movie or did they find them at some weird dollar store or, or party store? Because it's not a witch and it's not a wizard. It's neither of those things. It's like some kind of mix. It sounds like, I I didn't recognize that or really catch that, but it sounds like one of the things that like a set director 
would be like, this would be kind of funny and it's not going to affect the movie at all. So I'm just yeah. going to sneak it in and it'll like, and it's, make us laugh. It's you a know? way to go. Yeah. And it, yeah. And it's Because you're immediately like, oh, he saw a weird looking decoration. And he's like, oh, Dr. Strange, because that guy's got a funny little cape thing and a yeah. goatee. And I was like, I've never in my life seen like a Halloween decoration that was a goateed fella <laughs> with like a capey jacket and a witch's hat. It's 2023, man. Witches getting and it's men like, too. And it's like the distinct witch's hat, like the very stereotype <laughs> with the buckle on top. That's like, yeah. unless he's a pilgrim who also does witchcraft, which could happen, but they didn't love that stuff. I yeah, they get think. burned pretty quick. I don't yeah, know. they were. So I just thought that was kind of weird and f- like funny, <laughs> but like you said, like it's not changing the movie. Um, I also, uh, the one that I, I don't know if it really applies to this category is about 40 minutes into the film. Uh, they're working in the undercroft and they grab, I think it's when they grab like one of the soaps or some kind of something to do to fix Peter's costume. Okay. I can't remember what they were. I can't remember what they're reaching for, but either way, when he reaches for it, this weird little like baby doll toy thing just turns and looks at him. Like it's creepy. toy story, creepy under Sid's bed type stuff. And I'm like, what is that baby doing? Why is it? it's a toy or something why does it look at him what is it there for why is it so then i immediately i'm like shield has eyes everywhere obviously that's not what it is that'd be stupid but i think that's why genius. why is the, why is that baby, baby dolls why is it there what is it looking at <laughs> just i just didn't notice it the first time maybe it's super random i didn't catch me. that that's that's creepy so yeah go go to like around the 40 minute mark when they're in the yeah just, when and i remember when they're washing the suit out but I don't, I it's just really quick he just grabs some off his shelf and then you see this little baby toy head just turn and i'm like why ah why is it doing that yeah don't like that. um so and then uh i think a big one for me uh is at the end of the movie mm-hmm. uh strange cast a spell everybody's gonna forget everything that you you know forget you not forget everything forget you mm-hmm. um and he just kind of zips away, you know, flicks his web onto some unseen thing off in the distance that definitely wasn't there. Um, what happens if he just stays there? That's what I thought too. There's so many questions from that. That's the, like, that's he's the just, same thing he's just there. They still know Spider-Man exists. They still know that that event happened. Yeah. So in my head, it's like, well, so now if anybody finds out he's Spider-Man would that break the multiverse, but that doesn't make sense because he was going to talk to MJ. So yeah why didn't he just hang out there and i there's just so many questions about that in general like do other yeah. planets remember peter and what do ned and mj think happened to them at the statue of liberty and like is he erased from like census data and yeah well facebook that's, page that's gone tricky too because he's got no social security number yeah um what i mentioned to courtney i was like uh he all the money in his bank account's just gone because his bank account can't exist if he doesn't exist yeah uh not assuming he probably didn't have it very much um but like all of that is weird um and like all he has to do is just sit there and then they're like oh my gosh are you spider-man that's interesting and he'll be like yeah actually like two minutes ago we were best friends uh and there's some really weird stuff going on and since you've seen how weird stuff gets it shouldn't be too big of a leap for you to think you can have your mind wiped yeah no that uh, so was i, I let think you guys know this i'll give you your space and then as we warm up you know maybe we can rekindle our friendship uh you're not going to remember me it's going to be weird who knows if it'll ever come back but i've just been standing here and then you just lost your memory 
Yeah, I think there had to be a better way to because that was the goal was reset the timeline basically and have yeah Spider is Peter Parker be alone and poor and sad and no friends yep. and whatever. And, yeah, and I like some of it, but yeah, I, I like that too. Like I, just, I think it. it's just kind of a lazy way they did it. Yep, because it doesn't really make sense. It doesn't make sense how it worked or why it worked or why, like you just said, why no. any of that happened. Why he didn't talk to Happy at the end, like Happy would have believed him. My biggest question from that though, and that's what I wrote down, was do the other two Peters remember Peter Parker? So the way I took it was this universe yeah. forgets Peter Parker. Okay. The whole universe all the way through it. That's how I took it. Um, but I'm also kind of grabbing on to, because this is, I, can't, I don't remember the website, but they got it wrong in my opinion. Um, this is clearly one more day. They're trying to do the one more day story without being the worst thing that's ever happened to Spider-Man ever. Um, for you or for any people listening who don't know what one more day is, run from it. Don't read it. Um, it's the worst thing that and sins past are like the worst things to happen in Spider-Man and probably all of comics ever. They're so bad. Um, but in the movie, they kind of do a one more day thing that isn't horrible. Um, so I just assumed that's kind of, it's a, it's a nice way to reset. You can get away with it and kind of just, Oh, it's comic books. It's weird. And just call it that. I still don't like when they mind wipe people so that Peter doesn't get to be with MJ. That bothers me, but it's a reset. No work it out. They're still young. Um, in the comics, one more day, he was a little older. So it's even worse. Cause now he's, you know, MJ's gone and you're talking like way deep into their relationship and she's gone. And it's like, come on, man. Like I love my aunt, but if it's between letting my aunt be dead or letting my wife be my wife and my aunt's a million years old, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> she's going to stay dead. I just, uh, I don't have any old aunts yet. So, you know, Anyway, at least that I uh, care about. One more day. That was right after Civil War. That's that was that one, right? With Mephisto. Yeah, they did like a Mephisto deal to. Okay. I remember that. I didn't remember the name, but then when he started talking about it, then I. And it's not to say there aren't good things upset. about it. It just it pretty much, and I'm I'm heavily biased against it. Maybe if I reread it, I would find redeeming value. But for the most part, my memory of it is uh, no redeeming value, and it's garbage. but this movie did a nice job of almost like making that okay the way they handled it but still on surface level it was done well enough to like be like oh wow that sucks and oh that was such a good ending but they start thinking about it's like that just so many things about that just don't make sense yeah it's it's definitely like it's just easy uh, to tear plot hole type things but yeah it's it makes me think of the newest guardians movie where they're just like i think they're in the elevator or something and they just kind of do a quick, really jokey take on comic book explanations. Like here's a bunch of weird stuff <laughs> and it's just, that's what it is. And, uh, and I'm good I love with that, that because that's like when you have a, like, uh, like, like a main, like a civil war. Right. And then you've got the, like Spider-Man 563, but then in that they have the, the narration bubble that's like, Hey, check out this one. And that's basically what yeah. that was for a movie, you know? Cause yep. Love that. Like a, a side, a side story. Uh, I'm going to go with the Ragnarok award for character cinematic peak. Oh no, I didn't write that one down either. Uh, That's okay. Go. (laughs) Okay. So I've said this with every Spider-Man movie, but like the kids, like, like the three, like Ned, MJ, Peter, 
they get like a little bit less funny and a little more developed. So like they kind of peak when they're younger because it's more cute and fun and they get older and they're better characters. So they kind of peak there. So I just don't know. I just don't know when their peak is, but Holland Purpy is a really good actor. So that's cool. And this, you could argue this is the first time that Dr. Strange had like real emotional depth. So he kind of peaks in that sense, but definitely not because he got beat by a 17 year old in the fight, which I think doesn't make any sense. Um, But he is six man of the year. So he gets that one. But I think this might be uh, controversial. I think Willem Dafoe as Norman Osborn. I think he was better in this than in the first one, in the original one. I think that that is, I think that that is um, something that you can't really be right or wrong. Like, cause he like, I mean, you specifically, I feel like he, like you're not going to be wrong if you give him that award because he was super good in this and he was super good in the other ones. And I kind of was thinking too, that he might have been better in this. Um, Because the back and forth between the crazy, the Norman and the green goblin, it's so much, like it's more abrupt in a sense but it's also more developed and it, yeah. like he's not like talking to a mask as much which i think was a goofy part of the first one but it's very comic booky and that's just how they did comic yeah it won very like like sam raimi like very that, sam raimi, that yeah. horror type stuff was and it was super fitting for that movie mm. um, i liked how they did it in this where they just he had that little conversation then he smashed it and moved on with his life yeah which was a nice little like a uh, i don't know metaphorical thing smashing the the mask and then he was yeah. just and then they got to break out the hood because he can't really fit a hood on that big goofy helmet um yeah <laughs> so like he got to throw the hood on there which is kind of cool because they've had that costume style and in, in other comics too mm-hmm. uh yeah i mean i don't think you can go wrong with that like cool. if you say no i liked him better in the old movies i don't think you're wrong there either it's just he was good and and he to me he kind of like uh, granted you forget he's there sometimes because he's they are dealing with so many other things and then he shows that's, up and you're like oh there he yeah is that's where you might I, I might lose the lose the argument there is like he's just not in it as much like no, he's because, like but when he was second in, character I mean, he's stealing the show when he's in the movie yeah i mean and i think like alfred molina's great uh anyway but like the moment that that norman or green goblin are in the movie it's like whoa this is really big stuff and he's still clearly like the big bad of the the movie which is comic book accurate too i mean he's always like such a huge threat because he's so smart and he's so well connected and and well studied and he's uh they did such a nice job how changing the way he fights and everything for this movie was really cool uh yeah i don't think that's a bad pick cool i think also definitely andrew garfield because those movies sucked but that's (laughs) um yeah for me it's tough, I guess. So if, I think Garfield probably is my choice um, because I guess technically this is his first MCU entry anyway, but also like it retconned the other ones into being in the MCU. I don't care what Feige says or whoever says it. It's They're all canon now. Uh, I think it could be canon without being MCU. Hey, whatever. Uh, they're tapping in and out of the movies. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, he was great. And I felt like Amazing Spider-Man really didn't do him justice as as a Spider-Man. He was. I've said this before. Really like I hated, I hated Andrew Garfield in every movie after that because I'm like he sucked in the movie I was looking forward to for years, and and 
after this, it's like it was. I don't. I don't blame him at all. I think it was just the right yeah, production that made him look. He, like he just sucked. like yeah. He because he didn't really suck. I didn't like the way they had him be Peter. He was a great Spider Man, which I think we talked about during the last Spider Man related episode. Uh, yeah, but he just like they like you said the direction was like skater punk kind of a tool um and i'm like man he's not supposed to be a tool until he gets a black suit and if he doesn't have a black suit you better make him like a super nice guy who's a dork yeah, and they were like you know. trying to do ultimate spider-man but then also make him kind of a jerk at the same time and that just didn't yeah work. and i'm like well you called it amazing spider-man why not just do that but uh yeah, but yeah he's he's probably uh, like I said, I forgot to write it down, but if I were gonna pick one, it would probably be him or Willem Dafoe. Uh, so I, that's why I say I don't think you're wrong because it it was kind of like he's the guy I was flirting with anyway on picking for this award. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's I probably am gonna lean to Andrew Garfield just because he was so much better than he was in his other two movies, and this was so much better than his other two movies. Yeah. To me, for me anyway. <laughs> yeah, by a mile. And I like it you could also a lot argue, of stuff too. Yeah. You could probably argue Jamie Foxx too. And then I don't think you could. Argue oh, yeah. I mean, I honestly, I kind of forgot to even say that. He's. Yeah, I didn't think about that till. This is the problem when you forget to write it down. He <laughs> was, again, he, like, I think anybody who's been around movies and television for any time at all since the 80s is aware. Well, let's say 90s. Let's go with 90s. Um, is aware that Jamie Foxx is like ridiculously talented and he's good at everything. Like the dude went from in living color and like doing like comedy, like stand up comedy. And then he's putting out stupid movies like booty call. And then he's putting out multi-platinum albums. Um, and like, cause he can sing and he plays Ray Charles and blows everybody's mind. And he's doing like comedy stuff still, but then he's coming back into drama movies and like, really good at it and he's yeah. so good and amazing spider-man 2 was crap like i just did not enjoy it it had a couple parts that were good but i was just like man what a waste of some pretty talented people and so to see him totally changed and they let him really uh kind of do his thing i thought he was really good so yeah, actually i guess i guess i'm okay with all three of them and he he might be a better pick than andrew garfield because he was he was so much different than he was in the other movie. Yeah. Like they made him hot again and gave him a goatee. I, I thought that was yeah. hilarious on this rewatch. And they kept making jokes too. And he's like stroking his chin. He's like, I like it. <laughs> I kind of forgot when I first watched it, that he was, you know, so different. Like he was bald and goofy and weird. And then I, I I've seen amazing Spider-Man since now that since I've seen No Way Home, so I've been reminded of of what he looked like, and it was it's mm. funny watching back. Uh, are you up? I picked that one. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, let me check it off the list. So I don't forget. Let's do the Hawkeye Award. Um, okay. I have. I don't know. I feel like there was a lot of like micro inspiration all throughout the movie. Um. <sighs> So for me, like kind of the three Peters talking after May's death, mm. where there it's just kind of general inspiration, and it kind of fits timing wise of the movie where it's the the lowest point that um, MCU Peter is at. Obviously, like his aunt just got murdered, um, and like all sorts of horrible things are happening and have been happening through the movie. But then, like 
icing on the cake, May's dead. Uh, and then they show up and they just kind of just having that conversation with him, not, not one specific line, but just that scene in general. Um, they're kind of sharing because, you know, Peter does what the, you know, everybody does is like, Oh, you couldn't possibly understand. Don't try to tell me, you know what you're going through, whatever, whatever. And they're like, yeah, actually uh, everybody that we're older than you and everybody died too. So it's like, they definitely know, like we know yeah. that they know what he's dealing with um, and just having them there in like a mentorship role um, was pretty cool because you have three different decades basically represented. You've got the 20 year old or near 20, right? He's like 18. I think he's going to senior year. So yeah, like 17. 18. He's a, uh, no, he's, they're getting into college, right? So that'd be. Well, he, he's applying to college. So it'd be but like didn't, senior didn't year. Flash go to a mixer like right, during the movie? Yeah, but like you figure out if you're going to college before oh, yeah, the I guess, end of your senior it's, year, right? It, well, yeah, it's the, it's the fall of their senior year Yeah, going into the winter of their senior year. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Um, So, yeah, so he's probably 18. Um, And then I'm assuming Andrew Garfield is supposed to be in his 30s and Toby's supposed to be in his 40s yeah, um, or close to 40 or whatever. Yeah. So you have different levels of mentorship that are all there. Um, plus, he still has his best friend and his girlfriend who are there supporting him. Uh, so there's that. I thought that was like a inspirational type thing. But also, um, like a little bit from May as she's dying and is still, which he talks about later, how she still wants him to do the right thing, even though she knows that this guy basically killed her, right? Mm-hmm. Um uh, it wasn't worth me writing it down, but it's there in my head because then the other moment I thought was kind of big was when the Tom Holland Peter is going to kill Green Goblin pretty clearly. Um, he laboriously picks up his glider, which seems odd considering he's insanely strong. He's um, being dramatic. Yeah, and he's got a limp. I get that, but like, you know, come on. We watched you pull a boat back together he, so. he just um, lifted a car 10 minutes yeah and he's um whipping him around with webs but yeah he's gonna stab him and kill him uh and then toby just stops him doesn't say anything just stands there and stares at him kind of makes a weird fish face but that's not really important um he just like stares at him and it's unspoken stuff obviously <laughs> literally unspoken literally. stuff but like he the connections there because other Peter knows um, and just having that again, it's like, he's almost more in like a dad role while also being like an older brother type thing and kind of having that mentorship uh, with other Peter um, about kind of doing the right thing or being the better person or whatever. Of course I'm sitting in the background saying like, this isn't my universe i'd let him die whatever uh <laughs> i'll go back home and i don't i can wash my hands but <laughs> yeah, it's like this guy's already dead in my universe what do i care like these people aren't even years. real like multiverse this is weird I, he can die it's fine <laughs> um but yeah I, I thought probably that was a maybe was second up to me it's uh but that the three peter conversation was probably probably the winner yeah, I like that moment where he stopped because, like you're saying, it's unspoken. Just that look, and I don't have to go over that again. But I, I, I like unspoken stuff sometimes in movies, especially in movies like this, where it's all either action or funny dialogue. So just yeah. you know, nuanced facial expressions, I think, is is cool. Yeah. Um, and you really don't have a lot of silence from like Spider-Man stuff. Like, I mean, yeah. you mentioned earlier, like <laughs> he's rarely there being silent. jokes. 
that you might have scrapped like from their fight scenes but like historically it's always a complaint of people that fight spider-man is like why are you talking so much and when he stops talking that's when it's like oh this is either really bad for him or really bad for whoever he's dealing with because he's never quiet. <laughs> yeah. So like for them to both just sit there, not saying anything, Toby, because he's super Zen out and he's seen it all and is ready to mentor. Right. And uh, Tom, because he's losing it and is like super ready black suit murder time. I definitely thought the black suit was going to be a bigger part of this because you didn't see the second Venom, but the second Venom, the post-credit scene ends with, him going into this universe so we knew that was going to happen see i didn't know that so that's i was like after credits i was like oh cool (laughs) yeah there you go because i'm like well why would i have to watch the sony venom that they've said repeatedly won't have tom holland in it yeah just to go watch this movie (laughs) morbius brought michael kane into uh into the venom universe i didn't see morbius uh yeah uh kelsey was trying to be nice and took me to a movie and she was like, you like superhero movies, right? You want to see Morbius? I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. I almost saw it because I was on a work trip and I was like, oh, I might as well. I'm not doing anything. Yeah, but no, the time, not, they only had one show a day, it. so. Not worth it. Uh, but my award, I gave it to the same thing that when the three Peters are talking, specifically when he Aww. starts to say great power with great power. And then uh, I think Tobey Maguire finishes it for him. Yeah. That was that's um, Yeah, yeah, that was, I like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the... Eternals award for could this have been a limited series? No, made $1.9 billion. It was the culmination yeah. of three franchises. There's no way this could have been a limited series. I feel like your answer is going to be similar. Yeah, I put I put probably not because like, I mean, I guess, yeah, you could make anything a limited series, sure. But I don't want it to be. It doesn't fit that vibe. Uh, you would have to do like 10 episodes. It would be weird. Uh, yeah. I think it would be a good limited series, but it's a perfect movie. So it's yeah, just, and it'd be, I mean, like you said, from the money standpoint, it would be such a waste. Yeah, it's like yeah. some of these other movies are like, yeah, it could be a limited series and it made no money. So why not? And this one is like, <laughs> you'd be dumb as a movie, as a production company to put this on a small screen. I keep thinking about that now, like after a, a, a show comes out, a Marvel show comes out and it does really well. And it's like, I, I just imagine Kevin Feige being like, oh man, that should have been a movie that made us billions. And then like uh-huh. Mania comes out and loses $200 million. It's like, oh, it should have been. Did it really lose money? Yeah. It, I, know, I know they were it saying grows, it was tanking, but it, won, it was leading the box office when it came out, but there wasn't much out. So, Well, it, it led the box office and then it had the biggest drop, I think ever from a number one, maybe just ever from an MCU number one movie. Um, mm. in its second weekend but it grossed 240 million uh, it, it cost 200 million to make and then another 100 million Ooh. to market plus you know 60 percent of box office goes to uh amc dang because i thought yeah i definitely thought that it made closer to 500 million but i uh yeah. i think it was like 600 million would have had to break even I meant, I meant globally too. I, I just, I just assumed it was like at least a half billion dollar movie. Even yeah, no, not even globally, it like was a, less than 500 million. Cause like a low, you know, like an unsuccessful MCU movie is, should probably still accidentally do like a half billion dollars globally. Yeah. Right? They normally have, even like in a, in COVID they were making around 400 million. Um, when, you know, a third of the theaters were open and quantum mania, but that, I, mean, I think that was 100% the biggest bust, box office bust in the MCU's history, if you consider like how much they cost and 
what yeah. you expect them to do. I don't know. I mean, it, it had to have still profited like, like a couple million dollars, right? No, because, well, okay. Let's do the math. All right. So domestic, it made 214 times 0.6 because that's how much studio keeps plus 261 internationally times 0.25 because they make less of a profit internationally. So made about $200 million after like what they have to give up to, uh, to theaters. And that's already less than the budget. And it's not even including marketing at hundred million dollars. So it lost like at least $150 million. Screen rant says, even though I don't like screen rant, they said it yeah, profited about 30 million. Is that based which off is, the... It said, uh, it got into like total here. It made like Disney received around 235 million. Theaters usually retain around 50% of profits collected, blah, 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 whatever that, all that crap you were talking about. Um, Although they said 50%, you said 60%. Screen yes. rants lied to me they're, before, so I I'm going to lean towards you anyway. Well, maybe they're, because it's, Screen, it's hey, they've been wrong internationally, about so maybe they're like, oh, like averaging the out. two, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like, it still said, it said, yeah, technically it made a profit of like 30 million, which is well below expectations. And um, you, you also, that's, they still hadn't considered marketing and promotional costs. Yeah. I, that's so sheesh. That, so yeah. That's, they, that's pretty rough. Not great. Not making movies to break even. That's bad news. Nope. Um, what are we I didn't even think it was that bad. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I liked it too. Like it was a there was a lot of flaws with it, and the ending was kind of lame. And I think Modoc should have died way earlier instead of having some weird <laughs> funny <laughs> was, the fact that he I had they always had jokes said, to scrap in that movie too, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I had always said, like, I just don't think Modoc can be in a movie. That was like my my I don't know example for things that just can't be in a movie and then yeah. he was and it worked and then he just stayed in i know and then I it said, sucked man, i can't believe like we're watching the movie i'm like i can't believe this is working and i'm pretty yeah. sure i said that out loud to courtney like i cannot believe this is actually working and, and then, then when it stopped working it, it was egregious and but, it still was like it had like oh this is great that's nah, terrible oh it's great that's nah, terrible yeah nah. <laughs> yeah and just jonathan majors in general in that movie completely lifted it and um oh yeah he was really good he, Probably never going to see him again. And that sucks. Yeah. yeah, that happens. Yeah, it's not great. Um, you're up. Um, I pick... Oh, let's do Captain Marvel Award. Yes. I looked up how much Quantumania lost. Everything else says like 124 million lost except for Screen Rant. <laughs> so another reason... I don't like Screen Rant. So that's yeah. just crazy. $30 million profit before you consider marketing and all that stuff. Yeah, okay. So I guess... Because that, that probably would check right out because i didn't realize how many movies they're spending like a hundred or 200 million on marketing alone and i'm like yeah with a uh, big budget movies you usually double it i can't even imagine like the whole avatar thing too they're like here's how much we spent in advertising I'm like dude i saw two ads yeah i don't think that's and right. like i think that's I, I think everything that james cameron says is made up maybe avatar is uh, just like i don't know uh, but like call it uh, laundering money because it doesn't make sense that it's the Highest gross movie ever. Doesn't make sense they spent that much on marketing. Nope. And uh, but I'll say like I don't understand. And the MCU, if they want to listen to this, can call me. I studied marketing for one of the times I dropped out of college. Uh, it it makes no sense to me that you would spend really any money marketing an MCU movie when you can just post on Twitter, "Hey, there's an MCU movie coming out." 
done. Do like five commercials. You like literally air them five times. That's it. Like there's just no reason to spend hundreds of millions of dollars, especially on like Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's just going to lose that money anyway, apparently. I don't know. Well, I think when with that, it makes more sense to market because like, yeah, because it's maybe it's not gonna make anything. So you got to get people on this. But like, like we talked about this the other week that far from home is like the highest uh, had one of the highest marketing budgets ever. Like, why? Why would that movie need a marketing budget at all? Yeah. Hey, there's a Spider-Man movie. And guess who's going to be in it? We're not going to tell you. Trailer done. (laughs) Yeah, that would have been perfect. Who Um, could it be? We don't know. And then just leak a bunch of secret crap. Like, have like, because you, I mean, obviously, MCU keeps a tight lid on it. But a lot of that crap that is leaking is manufactured. And they're doing it on purpose. I assume every single MCU leak is, is intentional. Yeah. Well, and they filmed, like, the whole filming in rooms where there's no actors except one person and they have redacted scripts so they don't even know who they're talking to they're just like look here look like this and say these words and then leave so the actors can't spoil stuff they like keep it so tightly locked down that's like if you leak it especially now that tom holland stopped saying stuff in every interview like that's got to be fake like they're doing it on purpose so all they got to do is just manufacture a couple of little leaks on social media and let Reddit go crazy, and then why spend $200 million just say, there's a Spider-Man movie coming out, whisper, whisper, something secret. Uh, Whatever. What do I know? I'm just an idiot. I agree. I'm I'm an idiot, too. I'm going to go with the... I said, what what are we... Oh, you said, hold on. Are you up? What? Well, we were doing the Captain Marvel award, I think, and then it we... We were doing the Captain Marvel award? That's what you said. You said, go, and I said, I'm going to do the Captain Marvel award, and then you're like, I got to go do something real quick. Okay. Oh, yeah. no. Well, the door, somebody knocked on the door and then you had to. Okay. We figured out that mystery. <laughs> Captain Marvel okay, so, Award, you're up. So, yeah. So, the Captain Marvel Award, I put all the Avengers. Yeah. This is a, this is a battle. I one just for this don't, award. I don't get why. And I see that you've uh, adjusted some of the awards so that I can't just say Silver Surfer for everything. <laughs> so I was reading that. I'm like, aha. He put mm. a little note from the movie. Uh, or from the introduced characters, or however you put it, like ah, I see. Um, but yeah, how are they in New York putting Captain America's shield on Statue of Liberty? Obviously, he's not around, but like, it's not like everybody's gone. Uh, yeah, there's like three guys that are dead, and all the Avengers are just useless. That's, yeah, that's, and you've got a bunch of them still within a phone call or a plane ride. They all have super cool planes and like shield level access to cool things. Uh, or even like Thor, because it's a multiverse thing. And Doctor Strange know. knows Thor. He'd exactly. Doctor Strange knows like everybody and has portals to get to everybody. And it's like, oh, yeah. hey man, why would you not just like call in a favor or two? Or like just call anybody. Uh, seems kind of weird. I think I put like in the final fight, of course, like why are the Avengers not there? But even like in his legal mm-hmm. battle, why didn't like Sam Wilson step up and be like, Hey, he's good. Trust yeah. me. I'm a Captain America. Yeah. Like we were there during the whole fighting and stuff. He helped save the planet. Uh, yeah. He's a good guy. Also like all of the evidence you guys are bringing forward is not legit and won't hold up in any court ever because you have no real video of him doing until of course they outed him and he ran around with his mask off. Um, yeah. But like all the stuff they had was just like JJ getting mad. You're like, oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Um, not a great case. 
not a great legal case. Daryl didn't have too much of a job to do. Uh, so that, that's it. I did like how he was <laughs> like when he's telling Peter it's all good or whatever. And uh, then he's telling Happy you should get a lawyer and Happy's like kind of panicking. <laughs> and then he just he like clarifies by just saying, you're going to need a really good lawyer. <laughs> just like moves on, doesn't try to ease Pappy's or Pappy, doesn't ease Happy's <laughs> mind at all. Pappy. He's just like, yeah, you need a lawyer for real, like a real good one. <laughs> There's a deleted scene with the two of them getting interrogated by the. Uh, by the oh, uh, I gotta watch show. that. It, it, it's a, like I don't always love deleted scenes because they're delayed for a reason, but those that one was really really good. Um, and you still haven't seen Ms. Marvel, right? Correct. So the two, the two uh, damage control agents that were going after Peter and all them, they were in Ms. Marvel, and I didn't notice it oh, while I watched cool. Ms. Marvel until I just rewatched it. So that was well, now I know. Cool. Yeah, now you know. Uh, watch Moon Knight immediately first. I know. I'm go your with- dad told me. <laughs> My dad, I told my dad to tell you while when, you were Yeah, when we were camping, he was like, hey, Jake said to ask if you watched Moon Knight. And I was like, no, I didn't. And I think we talked about it. And he was like, he says you should watch it immediately. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and yet you haven't. I want to, but I have, you know, I had to watch Far From Home and that took, it's like almost three episodes of Moon Knight. So. <laughs> That's true. I'm going to do the Silver Surfer Award for the character that should have been introduced. This is an ode to Ricky's answer every single week so i feel like you have to kind of say somebody from amazing spider-man or sam raimi because like what other characters would i want to introduce other than bring in in more so yeah. i said originally randy savage as bonesaw <laughs> but he is apparently dead you forgot he was dead yeah <laughs> i forgot he was dead yeah i didn't he know he was dead uh so it said i said i mean i'm here, laughing but that's not funny he's dead that's sad uh oh, no, no, but yeah that would have been great bone saw would have been awesome <laughs> yeah um so instead i said kirsten dunst in a post-credit scene with toby oh that would have been great that would have been great because the post the second post-credit scene is just a a trailer for the next movie and i hate yeah, when they do that it's that's so annoying lazy. to me yeah. i didn't like that um but that would have been the perfect post-credit scene right I would I would think it would have been great because one of the dumb lines in the movie is when obviously it's trying to shout out old lines from movies when he's just like, it's complicated. But then he says, we made it work. I'm like, well, it ain't that freaking complicated, is it? You guys are together. Like very yeah, clearly. People don't together. talk like that because like maybe over the last 20 years it was complicated. But if like, it's good right now, know. you wouldn't refer yeah, to it as complicated. Like, right? I talked to me from another universe and he said something like, oh man, yeah, I just, I'm single and whatever. Uh, How did things with Courtney work out for you? And I was like, it's complicated but we're together. Like she would be mad. Like that wouldn't go well. That's not how you, it's not a good answer for anybody like who's when, planning on uh, getting married or is already married. That is not something that you need to weigh in. <laughs> you don't say those comments like, Oh it's yeah, like it's complicated. When, uh, when Facebook used to have that as, I don't know if they still do have that as like a relationship status. Yeah. Like, who's going to put it? It's complicated. Oh. <laughs> you better hope you're not Facebook friends with whoever it's complicated with. Yeah, no, that was ridiculous. Uh, so who do you have for Silver Surfer Award? Um, I put Kingpin uh, oh. and the other Connors, the other Dr. Connors. Is, um, I think it would have been cool. So I've obviously, like, I grew up primarily in the 90s. Uh, my formative years were largely the 90s. Um, yeah. And uh, Kingpin was a huge part of the animated series. And obviously, we now follow Kingpin. Oh. Whoa, that was my phone freaked out uh sorry your phone that sounded like a fart didn't it yeah you always blame your farts on your phone vibrating 
Uh, I got a notification about the Cubs submitted their starting lineup. Okay, cool. Great. I don't care. That's great. Um, I mean, I care a little, but. um, We probably would eventually do that. Yeah, right. Um, Breaking news. So anyway, Kingpin obviously has really transitioned into being a daredevil thing um, more heavily. But I think it might have been cool because they had Matt Murdock to bring in, uh, what's his name, Vincent Donofrio or whatever. as a, a kingpin little just a little thing but they did it in hawkeye which was awesome yeah so i disagree with you because i think it worked really well in hawkeye yeah, and that's because the we thing. Had, like, they did it here it would have ruined hawkeye i think or made it yeah. weirder yeah we got like a taste of all the like bringing in old guys and this one yeah it's like it you happened. don't want too much um and too many bad guys which has been a problem before um to me and so i put a question mark because i didn't feel great about it but uh um, the other Dr. Connors is because there's been a Dr. Connors introduced in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans mm-hmm. and also like I feel like maybe I don't know if they could have pulled it off with Tom Holland but because he's not yet introduced but it would have been cool maybe but I think it would have been pretty neat if they could have got Peter like Tobey Maguire Peter to be like oh wait I have a Dr. Connors that's interesting you know what but, they should have done kind of hard they should have had the decision maker for MIT be Dr. Connors and have him be played by the Dr. Connors. I don't know his name, but from the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Yeah. And that would be the first like return act. Well, obviously you have JJ too, but then that's like the first return actor. And then when they meet on the bridge and this is like, it's the same, same actor, but stuck in this universe, like he's this universe, yeah, yeah, Dr. Yeah. Connors. Um, but on the bridge, that's where Doc Ock comes in. And that's the next it's like the actual uh, multiverse new act- or old actress coming in. I think that would have been cool. Yeah, that, that's, that, that's that, a stretch. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, I think uh, uh, for me, I I really didn't want to go with Venom because that's kind of like there's something going on there, and I didn't want to be like, oh, I wish Venom because I pretty much wish Venom was always in everything because he's awesome. But yeah, um, right. but no, you yeah, know. I think I went with kind of more simple, and I feel like probably. Just another Dr. Connors would be cool, but I didn't really have a great one for this. It could have worked too with like Eddie Brock meeting this universe's Eddie Brock. Or uh, and like happening when, when he loses Mexico the, or something. What? Like happening to be in Mexico at the same time or something? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like that wouldn't really work because I guess like cool. they maybe he went looking for himself or something and then he accidentally left part of Venom there. I don't know. Maybe That'd be cool. I, I also, um, and I've thought of this before, but I didn't write it down. Um, having a different universe is Flash Thompson um, because Agent Venom is really cool. Yeah. And I don't see them doing that with this Flash Thompson because uh, he's kind of a weenie. Yeah. No. And like, that's I what just I thought you were going to say was. Him, uh, you thought I was going to say what? The other two Flash Thompsons would totally bully this little nerd Flash Thompson. Well, yeah. I mean, to be fair, like, what's his name? Uh, he would have been like from the Sam Raimi ones. Joe, um, the, there you go. Thank you, Joe Maglio. That's not, yeah, it's something. Joe something. Uh, Joe M. He um, he was like twenty seven or something when that movie came out, <laughs> and he was a giant grown man. That's um, how they used to Joe do Manganiello. It. So Gosh weird. dang it, I couldn't. There you go, Manganiello. Yeah. I still can't pronounce it. Like Maglio. Anyway, Maglio. Joe Manganiello. Um, and. Yeah, he would kill him. And it's like, it's hard for me to see this universe's Flash 
you know, going to war, getting his legs blown off, joining a government program and becoming Agent Venom. I don't see yeah. that happening. I do see them becoming friends, which is a pretty key thing that happens with Flash in the comics is like, oh, he's a bully, but now they're friends. Um, so that's there's that. Um, maybe something like that would have been cool, uh, especially because they've kind of jumped around some of the stuff. But I think, yeah, I think you're right. Like having Eddie Brock or somebody who's tied to Venom uh maybe like matt gargan like having a scorpion character no, show he's up. already in the he's already in the franchise too so that could have worked yep yeah they could have done that yeah. uh or for some of the stuff with the villains that they kind of got into in the movie not kind of i mean it's a huge part of the movie is rehabilitating them and helping them get better mm-hmm. um which <laughs> it's in, kind of the old movie yeah yeah in all new all different spider-man like when he's like working with mockingbird it's after one of the resets you know 50 different times they've done this yeah. um his big focus this is post superior spider-man right uh where peter gets his body back after osborne has or not osborne sorry octavius okay. has uh absconded with it and and then as a huge thing you're like oh this is evil why would he do this but then he accidentally or not accidentally he makes peter very successful peter gets his body back and has this awesome company and all these great things and uh whatever but his whole thing is rehabilitating bad guys because all these so many of the bad guys he fights they're not really they're bad because they're dumb they don't really know any better or like they have a family issue and they don't know how to solve it. And he's like, Hey, we have ways to solve this stuff. And now all of a sudden you got, I think that maybe something like that, you could introduce that kind of stuff, but eh, you don't really need to. I don't know. I was pretty content with the quantity of humans they put in this movie. Yeah. I was happy too. I was happy. So that was a tough one. Uh, you're up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, first Avenger award. This one's weird. Um, I put, Andrew Garfield, Jamie Foxx, because like, are they one-off characters? Uh, I mean, I think I think Jamie Foxx is. I'm pretty darn sure Andrew Garfield is too. But like, to me, he's a one-off because it isn't like you said before. Kind of, he's his other movies aren't really the MCU, but they're connected to it now. So this is his first real MCU movie, and it's like he's probably not coming back. I thought he was really good. I enjoyed him a lot. Yeah, I t- I put two answers because it is weird. So I I had one answer of characters that we've seen before, but not in the MCU, and then just completely one-off characters, which there's not a lot of. Uh, so I also said Andrew Garfield because it totally changed how I felt about him as a character, as an actor. So that was that was cool. Uh, but then not including anybody we've seen before. So just like totally new characters. There was like nobody mm. until the post-credit scene. Cristo Fernandez, who's the bartender who Tom Hardy talks to. Yeah. Danny Rojas. In yeah. Ted Lasso. He's uh I only know him just I saw like some commercials. Like I've never yeah. watched Ted Lasso, but I was like, oh, that's the guy from the yeah. thing. Yeah. And, you uh, should watch Ted Lasso. That's another one your dad told me to watch. Um there you go. But he he was funny. I liked his little thing with yeah. where like uh venoms or eddie whatever says some stuff that he's like he disappeared my family for five years and he's like oh man that's a long time <laughs> so it, was, it was funny and then he's I like tom hardy is so tom hardy is so funny when he's doing comedy obviously most people are he, yeah he's trying to be funny. funny when they're doing comedy but he like when he's just this creepy weird awkward guy um 
I think, yeah, he, like he, he makes me laugh. Um, yeah. I did. I should mention, uh, since we've been kind of talking about characters who never been in the movie, maybe should be reintroduced or whatever. Um, Courtney <clears throat> at the end, when Tom Holland's uh, Peter gets his apartment and it's very similar to the crappy apartment that Toby McGuire had, obviously like same city. So whatever, same garbagey gross town. Um, New York sucks, but he, uh, she was like, wouldn't it be funny if like the landlord from the other ones came in? You stole like, my missed opportunity. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I said that like having, it, it out, should yeah. have been at the very least cut the same out. apartment. I've got another missed opportunity. So she was like, uh, I was like, yeah, Mr. Dickovich. And, and she's like, that'd be hilarious. Like that yeah. would have been really funny. And like, uh, the fact that they like, cause the same apartment, they could have done that easy. Just like recreate the apartment. At the very least, they should have done that. But if they brought in that guy, that would that would have killed me. That would have been really cool. And you can obviously you can have the same person play the part in different universes anyway. Yeah, uh, Jameson's doing it. He might be. That's what you know, like the original Uncle Ben. It's like, oh, it'd be cool if he was in it, but he's probably hundred and seven. Yeah, no. So, <laughs> um. I want to see if this guy's dead real quick. You can just you can just edit my comments out then, so you don't ruin your missed opportunity. <laughs> no, I'll keep that because I, I have another. I had two missed opportunities, so I'll I'll keep that. Uh, Mister Chunka Dutch, Dickovich. Oh, did you wow. say Chuck? Did you say Chuck a Dutch? Some Chuck Dutch. He's only seventy three. I thought he'd be way older. Oh, he's just got an older looking face. Well, I guess that he was. He looked like he was in his fifties in those movies, so that makes yeah, sense. I guess. Yeah. Um, and that was also they came out when I was you know five, so everybody that has gray hair looks like they're ancient. Um, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do pick a knit. Been talking good about this movie. Let's talk bad about it real quick. Uh, I don't think saying I'm a really good lawyer totally explains catching a brick flying through a window with your bare hands. So I don't know. I I, I like it was that funny part, though. It's it funny a good because part. I saw it. Uh, I saw it listed as top quotes from the movie and i was like get out of here that's stupid um but it was also listed with don't when dr strange and like when they're in the mirror universe and he's like yeah. don't i'm like okay that makes more great sense quote. than i'm a great lawyer with <laughs> but uh i just thought it was funny because he just kind of casually spit something out and they're like clearly not satisfied with that answer but like it was okay i don't understand how that applies to you catching a brick and they just kind of breezed past it it's like I'm going just, through stuff. We can just ignore that. That's yeah, but it, do with yeah, me I feel right like now. That's kind of how it would work in reality, and because I may or may not have done stuff like that to people, where it's like, I have a question, and you just say something dumb, and then they're like, "Oh, okay," <laughs> and then the conversation's over, and you leave. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, I don't know how many <laughs> high school seniors are published authors, so I'll, Is I'll it, leave flash. They, it is stupid. That's stupid. But didn't they say in the first movie, like he's like uber rich and his yeah, parents he's like, a super do a rich guy, but like, I don't know. You I can publish it. it. I mean, you can publish a book like without any effort. Amazon yeah. will publish anybody. Uh, almost. They like scream. My dad. <laughs> That's true. He does have several books out. Um, several. Yeah. And they've actually been met with some decent success. Uh, yeah, he's doing pretty well. But they do. I mean, Amazon screens a little bit, but you can publish. You can make a Kickstarter. You can. But yeah, that is that is dumb, comedically so. But dumb. Yeah, but we're picking it, so I'm going to pick. And as many, he, and as many my nip that I would pick with that was like I said some comment to Courtney when it happened. I'm like, 
he already has a book. Week. Like this just this just happened yesterday. He already oh, published yeah. a book. Like obviously that's, that's he's probably using a better because he just figured boy. this out. Yeah, and he already like and it's like an actual official book. Like the you know. Yeah, it had the picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm with you. I'm not buying it that a high school kid is putting this book out. <laughs> Although uh, the guy who wrote what was it, Aragon, the dragon book. Yeah, that kid was like 13. Um, what a weirdo! What a weirdo! Freaking nerd! Uh, Peter walks into the sanctum and then says, "Is this for a holiday party? Because it's snowy." But I don't yeah. know what holiday would be because it's like August. It's definitely not Christmas. But it was then also. Uh, it was after the- Halloween. After Halloween, but that doesn't make yeah, it. See, she the said, timeline of this movie. Said, I, I question the timeline for sure, and I have that coming up too later. But he was, remember he in the cafe thing, he's like, watch it or Jones, whatever, take the decorations down. I told you, take the Halloween decorations down. Yeah, that's right. But this, I still, so this, the timeline's all weird. This is like seconds after, like this movie starts right after the last one, right? You think? I guess they didn't necessarily uh, say that. No, but no, he... no. They did for sure because the opening scene is him standing on that lamppost, right. uh, so, having like his identity be... revealed. They they played the exact scene. Right. So that happened right after. Right there. That post credit scene, but there I guess yep. could have been a break between getting back from summer vacation in Europe and when he revealed his identity. But you'd think that would happen right away. I don't know what they'd wait on that information for for three months. So the timeline right. doesn't make sense. And in, in the mirror dimension, they're playing Christmas music. But more importantly, there's just no snow. And this is freaking New York. And there's like uh, yellow leaves on trees. Didn't make any sense. Um, I feel like this is kind of all Dr. Strange's fault. I think MJ is right. Like at the very least, he should have talked to Peter before he started the spell. Be like, hey, you got to figure this out. This is very yep. dangerous. Like, no, I, had, I definitely am with you on that one. Yeah, uh, like I'm they, all for him doing the spell, but there should have been, you know, 10 minutes beforehand talking about it. Yeah, like because they seriously just roll right in and they're just like, hey, we're here. Still got my coffee. Let's do this spell thing. No questions, no surveying of anything because yeah. it's like and I know he said they used it for a party, but it's like that's pretty specific. And you you guys are in the room and you know what you want done. Uh, but like. Yeah, I'm very much in line with that. Why if you didn't have any questions, Sorcerer Supreme, who has a flipping doctorate, like an actual doctorate, you're supposed to be smart. And he's just like, you know what? We can just wing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ned having magical abilities, like innately, as super lame, is like he's freaking Luke Skywalker or something. Yeah, um, I didn't love that. It's funny, it, like parts of it are funny, where it's like, yeah. He's like, my Lolo always tells me I have this magic or whatever. And uh, then it's like, it's cutesy, funny here and there. And then I'm kind of like, all right, it's dumb. Yeah, that was a flaw with this movie. Just like I talked about this with the end part. There's just a lot of lazy parts. Like, yeah, oh, like this would, it would Ned help out just if he just had there. magic. Yeah, so we're, he has magic now. That helps. Yeah, helps and they could have they could have definitely done. They could have just used Wong. I don't know. But yeah, I, I to me, Ned is just Ned. Just let Ned be Ned. Yeah. I, I, I definitely want a fat hobgoblin, but yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, and then my last one, it's not really a nit, I guess, but I don't know where else to put it. But dramatic death scenes, on the second time watching it, they just like drag on. It just kind of sucks, you know? Like it's super Which dramatic ones? in the theater. What's that? Which ones? Like May's scene, when she died, like in the theaters, it like wrecks your heart and then it drags on really long and it's super slow, yeah. which is good in theaters or first time watching it. But after your first time, like it's it's just, yeah, doesn't age well. 
I still liked it. Uh, it's still a good scene. It's just like I mean, I'm as much as I can like her being dead, I guess. But yeah, yeah, it did. It did go on a bit, but yeah, I guess I didn't really mind it. I was I was kind of in the zone. Mm-hmm. See that it's just that's not a nit because it's not like something they should have changed. It's just like I don't know, an observation of any time there's one of those scenes in a movie, it's never yeah. as fun the second and time I, around. And I do think some of that. I'm I'm not a hundred percent on this, but I do think for especially with Endgame, I think with some of the fan service type stuff or like knowing the drama around it and how it plays in front of a theater crowd, I think that they do consider that. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, have no basis for this other than just what I would do because I'm thinking like sitcoms, right? Which is all fake anyway, but like yeah, they have pausing for laughter. They The actors hold out longer, at least when, especially when it was more real, uh because based on the reactions they have to kind of play around that and i'm kind of like in a movie you you don't typically let lines hang but if you know people are gonna like lose it you maybe you would i don't know yeah like talking about that andrew garfield scene when he first comes in he takes off the mask he just stands there for like three seconds it's awesome in theaters it just doesn't relate yeah everybody's like cheering yeah later yeah sitting at home you're just like okay yeah i know you are man (laughs) In the theater, yeah. I, I mean, my theater experience was uh, I good, but everybody there was very, very like, okay, whatever. It was the, we went to celebration at Ben Harbor and uh, sat in the nice recliners. Um, yeah, yeah, the bad idea because it's ruined movies for me now. Now I have to do that every time. I think anytime. Yeah, theater, I went to theater a, doesn't have that. I went to Oppenheimer on Sunday and it was IMAX. So I was expecting Ooh. the best seats. And then it was just regular, like, oh, I'm going to sit here just like a freaking pleb. And I want to lay back <laughs> on a heated seat. Ridiculous. I, uh, yes, we saw it there and I was like, oh, what? Ooh, like the whole time, like an idiot. And everybody there is like quiet. But then like when I saw Endgame, people are screaming and yelling, <laughs> like excited. And it was cool, except one kid's an idiot and was like, who's that? I'm like, it's the freaking Winter Soldier. Like, you don't know who that is. Why are you at this movie? um i hate you and your dad just kidding i love everybody or whatever um but i know i had a a friend of mine he said his theater experience for no way home was crazy he's like everybody was so like reactive everything was so awesome it made the movie so much better um so so that's why i say i think they pause on purpose and andrew garfield scene is i think a great example yeah uh did you see the charlie cox thing when he went to the uh premiere um it seems like i read something but i don't know what you're talking about nobody cheered for him and he was like devastated because nobody knew who he was i guess ha! that's stupid yeah that was a i mean it, that's one of the downsides of being in a mature rated show it might yeah. be super helpful super like uh well received by people but uh you know you still have a limit you limit your audience yeah uh, you're up for picking nits. Um, okay, my nit first nit that I had in the movie was when in May's death scene, when Green Goblin throws that little bomb, and Peter basically eats it like his whole face should have been gone. Yeah, and I know like Tom Holland's pretty, and we have to save his face and whatever, but like, uh, Tobey Maguire got his face wrecked worse in those movies in specifically like by a green goblin bomb 
like blew his mask off and he looked really messed up, but they kept the mask on. So you didn't have to actually have his face messed up. Mm-hmm. Tom Holland had no coverage of his face at all. And he came out with like a scratch and you're like, all right, dude, like, uh, I don't buy that. I think I've been weird. saying that the last several, especially the Spider-Man movies. I, I want more blood, more grittiness. Yeah. And I know, I know like you have to keep the pretty people pretty. I get it. But I'm like, we see enough of them really looking do. pretty. <laughs> yeah. Like, I we can have one really scene with the ugly. Yeah. I mean, we've seen like, I don't know. I get, I don't know. It just seems like just beat him up a little bit. And he gets beat up for sure, but like just mess his face up. Courtney At the end, too, when one. he's, when he's wailing on Norman and then Norman has like no blood on his face. That one gets a moderate pass. I mean, it's not I'll a freaking bomb. I'll say so yeah, why. It's not as bad, yeah, I'll say why later, but. I guess no. I'll say why now. Just because he has all of the heightened uh, his, his heightened levels of invulnerability, heightened strength, all of that crap. But Spider-Man's insanely strong, so it's kind of... Yeah, I mean, still. So. I don't know. Um, uh, Courtney mentioned one. She was saying, like, during May's death scene, um, yeah. she's like, so why isn't he just, like, swinging her to a hospital? I'm like, dude, well, you got to stabilize. You can't know. You don't know what's going on in there. It's a it's a wound. It's internal. If he moves her, she could die or it could get worse. You can't just I mean, that's just self-aid buddy care, man. You don't know, yeah. you don't know what the damage is. But I don't think he would be thinking but that. Then, I think he would have just emotionally tried to probably, yeah, I think more I think so too. And then Courtney was, was like, Can't he like web her up and keep her like stabilized? And I'm like, holy crap, <laughs> I think you're right. Like put her in like a cocoon. Well, yeah, I mean, he could certainly do that. At, at near the quality of a stretcher and zip her butt because I'm like, you can't whip her around. You got to go fast to rush to a hospital. And I'm like, no, I think you're right. He could have. I think he could have zipped yeah, her so up. You, and that was it. Zipped her up, take her to the hospital. I mean, I, I, I guess, like you said, like he's in the moment, panic, sadness, all this stuff. But it's like, I feel like he's more of a, oh my gosh, this is happening. I have to do something. I can't just sit here and put my forehead against her forehead and tell her yeah. I love her. Damn, I'm sorry that's, a bunch of times. That's what I think. Like he's emotional. So he would do something like take her to the hospital recklessly, but like yeah. what he should have done, put her in a cocoon and then make a zip line from here all the way to the hospital. I mean, there's hospitals just, like every block and then down. stick her up there so she can stay level, you know, that, that's the move. <laughs> but he's got that brilliant, uh, brilliant mind. You know, he's certainly, I mean, he's going to MIT. So engineering's got to be right there. You know? Well, yeah, he's not, but he was gonna. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then small one i don't eh, i don't really care as much but at the end mj's got her dumb little band-aid this is again where the timeline is weird to me because yeah. it's now snowing she's got a band-aid peter nothing wrong with him uh why does she still have a band-aid like if she's he's not fine, as strong as peter i don't know i mean and, and i do know like for any of the dorky people who are going to listen to this that are like oh well haven't you read spider-man comics don't you know like he can heal a little bit faster probably they think because of all his blah 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 i know this i understand he's more he's more invulnerable than a normal person i understand uh but he's like fine and it's been months and she had a scratch like she didn't get bludgeoned in the face (laughs) she didn't have a concussion or anything that we know of like I got staples in my head and healed faster than her. I don't understand. Like I split the middle of my dome open 
It's a totally unrelated injury. You don't know. I just, I just don't. Same spot. Yeah, it could be. Could just, but she's like, doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah, maybe it's just like a weird zit or something. I, don't, <laughs> I just thought that was kind of weird. Like, it was just like another emotional draw thing. Like, oh, maybe like get us to think, oh, emotions and memories are going to be triggered. I don't know. I felt like a plant to me, but they're definitely going to do the 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 kiss and then all the memories return. That's going to happen in like, and I'm going to tell movies. you. I'm okay with it if that happens, dude. That's how Chuck I ended, and like, I was okay with that, even yeah, though it was stupid. Uh, Chuck was great. Like it's there's certain corny trope things that I'm fine with. Like tropes are tropes because they're good. Like yeah, bad things don't become tropes. Yep. And there's certain certain things work, and certain things are stupid and pandering and shouldn't happen. But some things are just nice, and I like to think that if I had amnesia or Courtney had amnesia, we could like make out a little bit and everything would be fine. Um, and that's the, that's the world I want to live in, especially if I'm going to keep hitting my head on stuff and getting staples. (laughs) Any more nits? Nope. That was it. Is this, was this head breaking open? Was that a recent thing or just like an old injury? Uh, two years ago, it was 4th of July, two years ago, I flipped over, uh, one of my, like my boss's boss's Polaris razor, Mm -hmm. uh, I let him use it out in our woods because he was new to the area and he was like, we need some place to ride these things. I'm like, oh, you can use my woods. I got trails cut. I don't care what you do. And then at the end, he's like, do you want to go for a ride? I was like, sure. And it was me and Courtney and Michael, who was three at the time. Um, And I'm going like 15 miles an hour tops. Like I was going slow because there's a kid. Yeah. Uh, Also, I'd never driven that before. So I'm like, ah, we'll be safe. It was so dry for so long that the field was kind of slippery. Uh, like the grass was like slick almost because it was so dry okay um but like i turned out and like the tires slid a little and it seemed like it was fine and then like i caught an edge or something and just it just slow rolled over the top uh i did not wear a seat belt mm. other people did so i was gonna say <laughs> was a child wearing a seatbelt? Well, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, oh, crap, I just threw my kid out of a vehicle and he's crying somewhere. And Courtney was next to me and he was she was holding him and he was fine. Uh, oh, that's good, at least. Yeah. And, and uh, so I like helped them get out and I knew I was bleeding a ton because it was like, you know, I don't know if you've ever split your head open. Um, no. Heads bleed a lot, that. kids. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's not a big deal. They just bleed a lot. You're not going to bleed out from it. It's just it is what it is. Uh, well, you could bleed out if it's a big hole, but, <laughs> um, but it's just whatever heads bleed. That's why boxers look so bad. Um, and I was just like, oh, well, that's wet. Oh, it's coming from somewhere on my head. All right, well, let's get them out. And then I stood up from behind the vehicle and Courtney was like, oh, and she's already white, like white, white. And then she turned even more white <laughs> and she was like, that's, that's. Oh no, it's I was like, it's fine. It's something on my head. It's not a big deal. I already felt it. It's not that big. I'm totally fine. And, and then she's like, she's she takes away. her phone out and is like, oh, it's so bad. And like slow motion, like raises her hand up and takes a picture while she's like looking like she's gonna faint. Uh so there's a picture of me somewhere with a lot of blood. I, I uh, feel like I remember this vaguely because I remember Michael having been flipped. Yeah, um, and he, he was fine. I didn't even get a concussion out of it, so I feel like I got gypped. There you go. It's because your brain's not big enough. That's what uh, I thought. Let's do cheesiest fight scene, best fight scene. I think that's the last one of the main ones. Oh, no, there's uh, one more. We got Pip the Troll and best yeah. fight. All right, well, let's do best fights. Um, This one, it's kind of in between. 
I don't know if Spider-Man beating Doc Ock with Bluetooth. <laughs> I don't know if that was cool <laughs> or lame, but the entire scene was is an awesome introduction. It was especially when the Goblin Bomb appears, and then oh it just man, cuts that away was so cool! It just awesome scene, top to bottom. Um, but I think the best fight by like a mile was Osborne just wiping the floor with Peter. Like yep. he, he lifted him and then suplexed him through the floor. Like there's the grittiness of that fight, something that the MCU doesn't really do that often, except in Moon Knight. Just watch that. Um, <laughs> it's just one of the darkest, darkest, best fights in the MCU. And he's it, the part where he's getting decked again and again and again by um, by Spider-Man. And he's just like laughing maniacally. It, it's, it was perfect. Yep. That's what I, I think, think so. From the point where his Spider-Man set Spider-Man sense his spider sense goes off until May dies, that entire thing it's like edge of your seat seat, sweaty oh, yeah. hands kind of kind of scene. That was super that was really cool. Um yeah. and actually even this time I'd seen it already and I was like, wait, I can't remember if he gets it right or not. Yeah. Like, like when he's kind of just guy, walking that would have been the a cool little because yeah. I was thinking, I'm like, oh, he's he goes after Electro. No, he doesn't. He goes after Norman. I can't remember what happened. Oh, he got Norman. <laughs> and I was like, I couldn't remember what happened. And the reveal too. Cool That's scene. why Defoe was just so good in this because like, he was so good. He was crazy and then not crazy, and then he was crazy but faking not being crazy. And then yeah. when he reveals that he is crazy, and he's like, uh, "Norman's on sabbatical, honey." That was yeah. just so. <laughs> it's just such way, a bummer yeah, he, he never played the Joker. Voice. Yeah. Oh yeah. His the way he can change his voice is so neat, and the uh, it just sounds like extra clear and creepy. Um, yeah. And you know, like you said, like just when he drops the bomb in and you hear him cackling in the distance yeah. um, or even like when they're fighting at the Statue of Liberty and you're like, oh, crap, I forgot he was coming. Uh, yeah. Just like everything he did. And I uh, I put the I put Norman and Peter number one as mm-hmm. my for my best fight, because uh, same thing. I thought it was really cool how they they changed Norman's fighting style from the I, I, or the, at least they refined it and made it better um from the sam raimi ones uh where they specifically mention um his that he works with military stuff and which they do in the old ones uh they talk about he's obviously he's working for military contracts and stuff like that Mm. um but his fighting style is very military uh combatant type stuff very ground and pound beat on people but like creating distance where needed and then getting close and then just smashing through. But it's, it's just very, a lot of really cool, like MMA type fighting that I just, I liked that it had a, it was a really, really cool style. And yeah, that whole scene of him getting punched and like, it's like, uh, like the trick you do with a little kid where you like put your hand over your face and then you change your face as your hand passes, you know what I mean? But like every time he turned his head away, and then all of a sudden it's a smile and he's like, just totally nuts. Like you're just fueling his crazy. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, he's that, I thought that was definitely the best fight scene. I like and what you said cheesy about his, thing, you know, I like what you said about his fight scene, his fight style changing because in the first one, there wasn't really a lot of hand to hand combat. Yeah. It was like, like a couple of punches thrown. stuff. Yeah. yeah but it's mostly focusing on the glider and the bombs. And I think yep. this is just Throwing those little, uh, those little, flying knife things yeah <laughs> little bat looking things so this is just off the top of my head right now but i think probably that's because like back then that like technologically cool thing it just wasn't seen as often in movies so they wanted to focus on that 
now we've seen guys with not gliders, but like cool tech do stuff all the time in movies. So it's just not exciting. Oh yeah. Good hand-to-hand combat. That's always awesome. No matter what. That's well, that's why civil war had such good fight scenes. Cause it was more like ground level, just it and Shang-Chi the same way where you got like uh, Jackie Chan type fight stuff where it's just lots of like humorous combat or really good combat and just constant fighting. And then motion. they completely go away from that at the end by drink, bring in a yeah. dragon. <laughs> I hated that movie when it first came out, and then I, I definitely changed my tune on the second watch. I loved ago. it the first time, and I fell asleep during the second because oh, we were at Courtney's parents' house, and they're like, let's watch a movie. You guys said that movie was good. We'll watch that. And I'm like, oh, if you like Jackie Chan movies, you're going to like this one. Because yeah. it was very much in that style. And then uh, they by the time we got down to watch a movie, it was like 9.30. And I'm just like, whoop, this ain't going to work for me. <laughs> so I was like waking up every 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and a cheesy fight. I don't know. I thought the Bluetooth thing was... I was either way with it. Just depends on my mood, I think. Um, I think I was just being critical because that's what I'm doing here. But It's I, I, very I it Tony good. Stark. Like, it was very much like... Well, we just started watching the MCU movies with the kids. Well, the three oldest ones. Um and so we just did iron man well we just did iron man 2 most recently but the first iron man where he like uh no wait no it was the second one iron man 2 where he takes over during that that hearing and he starts playing all the footage yeah uh such a and he all he does is like use a phone and just plop into their stuff so i'm like how did he get in there and bluetooth his his arms but and i find it odd that he has bluetooth arms i don't i don't know if i buy that but it was i don't know it was funny it was also early so it wasn't like a dramatic important part and it was funny, yeah so I'm, I'm i'm not complaining about that did you have another cheesiest fight scene or was that the was that no movie? i didn't really think the fights were terribly were like really cheesy and it. it was i just uh i really I liked the norman fight scene in the the final fight there was kind of two parts there was the spider-man against all the regular bad guys and then norman yeah. comes in and it gets really deep but that first part when it's just the three spider-man versus electro and yada yada it was so cheesy like a kid's movie like it's a dorky team up while they're cracking jokes jokes and none of the fight scenes were actually like and they weren't like super nuanced or anything but it was fun yeah. so i don't care it was oh yeah cheesy, but it was it was really good so i i enjoyed that i and did then, like one uh the one really cool part when they're at the statue of liberty and they're like hey guys we got to work as a team <laughs> and they come out swinging and i can't remember which spider-man swings off which one but they basically like web each other and and swing off each other yeah uh i thought that was really cool it's just one little quick one in between their big swings and i was like oh that was cool well that's another reason why it's kind of cheesy too that's like classic i don't know kids movie like hey we got to learn to be a team and then just immediately they're good and they're out it's just, they got spider it's sense man and they're that's, that's sort true. of the same that's person that's fair i'm not not complaining not hating i liked it it's just if you're gonna pick a cheesy fight scene that's it um and i didn't know where to put this in the entire in my notes so i just stuck it here but the garfield saving mary not mary jane uh mj michelle zendaya mm-hmm. that gave me chills like watching it this time i was about <laughs> to say i'm like if times. you i feel like if you say that's no. bad then i'm gonna definitely bother you because it was one yeah, of the no. best parts of the movie <laughs> that's just that's one of the parts that you just cannot replicate how you felt in theaters watching it oh it was, no it was it was like the best four seconds. Very emotional. And it was, yeah. and she not, she didn't know why it was emotional at all. She's like, oh, he just saved me real quick. That's cool. Yeah. And she'd already almost died like eight times in that movie. 
but he was like about to lose it <laughs> he's like coming <laughs> unraveled and she's like are you okay <laughs> i think that uh, it was funny there's some stuff like i've said this before but like sometimes i think that i remember thinking something's gonna happen and then other times like did i just make that up am i thinking that now because i know it's gonna happen but i feel <laughs> like i i i I don't know about saw this coming, but I was like hoping that that would happen, that he would save it from I definitely, uh, I was just like, oh, dang. Oh, they missed. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, there he goes. Yeah. And uh, then it was just like, it was quick, over and done. Downy grabs her. Nice and quick. And I was like. 10 seconds, top to bottom from when she starts to fall. And he like, but when he jumps in, it's like a second. He just dives down, grabs her, lands. Oh, yeah. Which is, which is interesting contrast from amazing spider-man 2 where to me i know i've heard a lot of people not like the scene but i think gwen stacy's death scene is like one of the best parts of that movie um, it's the only good part of that movie not because she died but like the way they did it yeah and it was so slow though because it's like this really slow progression of horrible thing happening and like his web reaches out at her almost like a hand and it's like really cool and then she dies well they were um, mimicking that when she first fell and Tom Holland jumped and then he got yeah. hit. That was so slow. And then it's slow exactly. while Andrew Garfield starts running over. And so it just like, it, it feels exactly like when Gwen yep. Stacy died and then just immediately then boom, just jump. Snap. Safe. Yep. And he's yeah. just like losing it. <laughs> that, yeah. was, that was such a good scene. That was good. Uh, last one. Pip the troll award for egregiously, egregiously lazy CGI why did they keep Sandman in sand form the whole time? Like I understand Thomas Hayden church was unavailable. And so was, I don't know how to pronounce his name. The guy who played the lizard. Um, really? I didn't know that that was why. Yeah. So they did voices and then they did the stock footage at the end, but just either do better CGI. That's an option or just don't use the character. I don't think they needed that. I think they wanted one guy who wasn't a bad guy. Um, but I, I don't know. On the fence. Yeah. It's too bad, too, because Thomas Hayden Church was probably the best part of Spider-Man 3 and uh, or darn close. I mean, I think there was great. some stuff with there was some stuff with Harry that was really good. But like for an overall not great and I did not a movie I really enjoy that much. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church kind of ran it mm-hmm. for me. He was such a good Sandman. But yeah, I guess I I didn't know that that's why they kept him. I just thought that was weird. I'm like. Can't, why can't he change back is it like so progressed he can't go back and i think that's like the the head canon is that i well just, i think they did that in the comics at one point too and i can't remember you know i'm probably just losing it but i feel like he got stuck where he couldn't get out of sand form at one point but i don't remember so like you said it's probably I probably just made it up in my head yeah probably do you have a pip the troll award um, I said maybe the lizard. I felt like there were a couple parts with like his face where I just thought it was weird. But I also have never really loved the design of him. Like, yeah, I like him his, looking his layout. Human. I like I like him looking like the '90s cartoon and the comic yeah. books where he looks like a big crazy alligator kind of guy. Like, yeah, like I like, like a that humanoid alligator, not some yeah monster. Yeah. Not yeah, he looks like some kind of weird Godzilla. But like, if they did Godzilla on like one of those evolutionary chart things. <laughs> uh where he's like yeah he's like one of the in-betweens baby godzilla yeah. and big godzilla <laughs> just <laughs> just weird looking um but yeah there were a couple parts of the sandman that were like the sand looked a little funny uh and I, I, there yeah. was one part i i didn't write it down because i couldn't remember where and didn't want to rewind but uh 
where Peter picked something up and I'm like, that's weird looking, but I just let it be. I just thought the lizard had a couple moments where I kept thinking that's weird looking. I just always prefer the lizard with clothes. I think that's, yeah, I would like him to have, I I like the lab coat, you know, like where he's, like you said, he's like basically a human sized lizard, not a big monster dinosaur thing. Yeah. Um, like I don't like like some of the um, other universes where they have like crazy looking lizard or like the green goblin where it's like this giant goblin thing. Um, I like I when they're like kind of more regular fun. size. I think stuff like that's fun in alternate universes where it's not like a, I don't know, whole main storyline. Yeah. Um, but not as a main character. Keep uh, it over in their universe where it belongs. Yeah. You can come in for a crossover. All right, speed round. So we've got Miss Opportunities, just one Oscar, best uh, non-MCU double feature, Peter Quill Award for the best choice in music. Which prop would you have stolen and who stole the movie? Okay, so why don't we do this? What, you should go first. Okay. This is my first time doing this. Okay, I'll go first. Ricky will learn how to do this. Uh, yeah. Miss Opportunities, I... I wrote that I want an amazing Spider-Man three and I can't believe I'm saying that because I hated those movies, but like uh, Andrew Garfield dealing with the fallout of his, like he, he talked about how he stopped pulling his punches and he got with rage and trying to be a good friendly Spider-Man again. Yeah. What I think I want is a Disney plus series, like 10 episodes of both Spider-Man, Spider-Man um, uh, like dealing with the fallout of not necessarily the fallout in Tobey Maguire's case, but like Garfield trying to be better. Tobey Maguire, talking to his family. I, I just want to see more of those two, you know, what we mm. saw in uh, the, the Spider-Verse, basically. Yeah. Uh, just one Oscar. I said Willem Dafoe. I think he was better than he was in Raimi. I said that before. Um, I don't need to talk more about Willem Dafoe because talking about it a lot, but I think he was the best actor in this movie. Did, did he get one in the... He didn't get one for the originals, right? No. I didn't think so. See, that was no, nobody even paid attention to superhero movies at that point. They're just like... A gimmick or whatever. Yeah, it wasn't until Dark Knight and then uh, Black Panther 10 years after that. I want to see all if right. he has any Oscars at all. He's been nominated for four Oscars. One zero. There you go. He's also done some weird movies that don't get probably don't get the love they should. I think that I assume. his movies get Oscar love, but they don't get like Yeah, the movies. Regular I mean, like, person like love. Boondock Saints had, I don't know if it won anything, but it had a whole bunch of weird attention. Um. And he was he was just crazy weird in that movie, but like he was super good. Uh, and I feel like he's played some roles like that. Yeah, the lighthouse. Uh, uh, best non MCU double, double feature. I had two options. One that has uh, non MCU Marvel movies, so the other Spider Man movies, and then one just not Marvel at all. I said Spider Man two because obviously you want to go from the Raimi franchise because the other two suck. <laughs> <laughs> the two most important bad guys in this in this one are Otto and Norman. And yeah. if you do Spider-Man, you get Norman and you get most of, of Norman, but you get no Otto. If you do number two, you miss a little bit of Norman, but you still get a little bit. And you know who um obviously Otto is, and then you also know who Connors is, and it's a different yep. lizard, but you know at least that he's a person, you know. So that yeah, works. That's, I think that's a good pick. Yeah, there you go. Um and then outside of Marvel, I said everything, everywhere, all at once. Same year, same time. It was multiversal. It was like released at the same time to kind of play off this movie. So, you know, oh, interesting. 
Peter Quill Award for the best choice in music. There's, I think there were zero songs except for Flash singing No Sleep Till Boston. <laughs> so that wins by default. <laughs> Um, which prop would I have stolen? I have always thought the pumpkin bombs were aesthetically dope, and I would love yes. a handful of those. Yeah, pumpkin bombs. Absolutely. Who stole the movie? I don't think it's the MVP, but Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire obviously just stole the show. They come in and it's like, oh, hey, whoa, 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 and yeah. but they're just all <laughs> we cared about, you know? Yeah, I did love. I I loved. Uh... Um, Toby's entrance where he just kind of shows him like, ah, oh, you just got some random guy. <laughs> like, that was funny. That was good. Yeah. That uh, that really that whole all that banter between them where it was like they're kind of saying the same things, right? With like, well, it kind of ruins the whole secret superhero thing, and and then they're saying similar things at different times, but then like they're very different, but still the same. And he's like they both know what's going on with the other one. Then they have like a little fighty thing. And then the older Spider-Man gets the edge. Uh, I think this movie proved fun. by the way, that Tobey Maguire is the best Spider-Man. Cause he, like you said, had the edge on Andrew Garfield webbed his Webbers. Yep. And then at the end, to- uh, Tom Holland is like trying hard to move the glider. And Tobey Maguire is just chilling. Like, Hey, I'm stronger than you guy. And he's like, yeah, clearly right. the best Spider-Man. He's also, he is also, you know, if we're talking angles, right. He has a better angle. Because you got Holland it's harder to push down, head, then yeah, and he's he's extended pushing down, and you know Toby McGuire is underneath getting that getting that nice lunge action underneath. Yeah, that's fair. Physiology and whatnot. Um, so then was that's the last one, right? Yep, that's it. You're up. Okay, cool. So um, missed opportunities, the apartment, which I only put in there because i didn't realize that duh that could have gone under missed opportunities and i was talking about it under a different category yeah that was my second um but uh spidey series i've been all about having a limited spidey series forever like that's just like well basically since we knew we were getting tv series from them was man uh street level stuff with spider-man would be so great uh, he has so they, many cool yeah, bad well, guys, and I don't think like he doesn't always need to be a world-ending event. Just like hey, exactly, shocker. It can be bank. just going in a neighborhood and doing stuff, and like yeah. connecting it to deeper crime and crossing it over into other things. So much crossover between guys like Spider-Man and Daredevil that go into bigger things, um, X-Men, that kind of crap. Um, and he, uh, I feel like I've wanted that for a long time. You mentioned specifically to like having an Andrew Garfield and a Tobey Maguire one, I was definitely feeling like, oh man, when he said that whole thing, like I stopped pulling my punches, like, man, I'd love to see a show about that. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't really think that with, not that I wouldn't, but until you said it, I wasn't like, oh yeah, Tobey Maguire. But once you said, it, I'm like, that is a cool idea to have both of those guys getting like, well, honestly do any of them and just like flash up on the screen. What you, what world you're in or something. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that'd be cool. Um, just one Oscar. I put Willem Dafoe. Um, best non MCU double feature. Um, I didn't have anything written down because we, I didn't understand it until we were talking. Um, but I liked the Spider-Man two thing. I think that's a really good idea. But I also said that I count that as MCU now because it's all everything's connected now. I just oh. think like, okay, if I'm watching. King of Queens and Ray Romano comes in. It's not all of a sudden a Everybody Loves Raymond episode. 
but right. they're still connected because but same it character. is still owned by yeah it's still the same yeah. production but company, it doesn't mean so. that it's the same show right yeah well and i mean the like, I guess, basically like a show. adam sandler does that crap right like some of his movies have they're not because he's playing a different person in all these yeah, movies yeah. but then they have some of the same characters right yeah like the crazy cajun dude uh shows up and everything um um but yeah i like that uh peter quill best choice in music i put magic number from de la soul that was in the credits um because well two like you said there's not really i don't think there's a single song in the yeah it's all like uh score type stuff and then i'm also biased in favor of de la soul pretty much anytime they're gonna be it just that style of music in general is going to probably win for me most of the time. So I don't um, know unless you got so. the metal, um, they're like a legendary hip hop group. It's not a big deal. Go, go hit your Spotify up and check them out. My Spotify uh, is notoriously lacking hip hop. And then uh, you should probably fix that unless you hate it. Then don't worry about it. Um, which prop would you steal? I uh, also put pumpkin bombs. Uh, those are super cool. And they're the least cumbersome probably of all the other options other than maybe like a spidey mask or something but like all the other masks like i mean the green goblin mask is rigid so i have to find a place for it spidey that would mask, be a cool can, like you know, wall like oh wall yeah decor. for sure that goblin would be mask. sweet i might like, i might change to that I don't know, it's just like uh give me the shattered one so i can put it in like a small clear container and just set it somewhere <laughs> so, like i need something easy to store and the pumpkin bombs are small and they look really cool and useful um, yep uh who stole the movie i put garfield and defoe but i think really the edge probably goes to well i like kind of what you said was in the theater right basically anybody who was in any other movie stole the show at that time that they came out yeah even jamie fox mm-hmm. uh and he, he's probably the least because he looked so much different and they were the least awesome of the movies um but very clearly everybody was waiting for doc ock and green goblin um when those came out in the theater it was like oh yeah that's the one everybody cared about was those two guys and the other two spider-men everybody freaked out right but then for the remainder of the movie pretty much every time andrew garfield spoke i was like oh he's i he's great i'm enjoying him a lot and then every time willem dafoe was talking especially when he switched over um, to be in Green Goblin, that was like, you know, stealing the show every time he spoke. So he probably gets the edge for me. Yeah, I think Toby gets it because of like he and Garfield together because, you know, they're freaking Spider-Man, obviously. But he was not as good in this movie as the the other two. Yeah, he was, like he was he, more, he just wasn't. Yeah, he was just in that dad role and his his Peter's been less funny they they kind of made him a less hilarious or not not peter but his spider-man yeah funny but not as funny as the other two um they really hit the sweet spot with tom holland like they got him he's so quippy all the time and Mm -hmm. uh and his peter is such a nerd and andrew garfield does that really well too peter that that toby did was very good but his spider-man was kind of more straightforward I still love it, but yeah, they just, he was a little bit more tame. So Mm -hmm. his, his, you know, he was just a good dad presence. I did like that. They brought in more of his science part in this movie. Like 
one of the gripes people had was like they didn't like actively no show him doing yeah. science they just were like and he you took away the web shooters which is such a huge thing when he made his own which also amazing spider-man kind of crapped on that because he got it from oscorp but then he made his own that. yeah but like so but then he did wind up making his own was it the second one i gotta rewatch those because i just don't have five hours of my life to waste on something i don't i don't really <laughs> like that much yeah but like he, I think it was the second one where something happened and he had to make his own. But he I definitely said that. he made it. He said in the movie he has to make his own. Um, but initially it was that super tensile whatever crap from Oscorp that was supposed to be for like military um, safety re- or search and rescue stuff. I can't remember what it was for. So you took all of that genius stuff out of Toby's character and made him like a journalist or a photographer really who just like likes a girl. And then this movie, they actually got all three of them rocking lab coats and doing sciencey crap. And that was cool. I like that. Time for useless trivia. Willem DePoe. He's in his mid 60s and still insisted on doing most of his own stunts. That's cool. Also, what is he like, Tom Cruise or something? (laughs) uh, Norman's teeth are prosthetics, like the normal teeth, but then Green Goblin's creepy teeth, those are real. Those are Defoe's actual teeth. I think that's hilarious. Interesting. Like, I knew he had his teeth were dicey, but uh, I'm going to have to go back and look now because I didn't really, I don't remember seeing Norman's teeth and be like, oh, those are different. Yeah, I I probably wouldn't have known unless I saw that. Interesting. Um, Because, like, you see his crazy teeth, but he's also making a weirder face. He doesn't make a lot of yeah. weird faces as Norman. Uh, the scene of Garfield saving MJ that was pitched by Garfield. Uh, Garfield, and, yeah, Garfield and McGuire apparently had like uh, consultant roles basically on this movie. That's cool. This is the first MCU trilogy with the same director. Uh, MJ works in a place called Peter Pan Donut and Pastry, which is a real place in Brooklyn. However, they were filming in Georgia, so they went to New York, <laughs> took photos, recreated it in georgia it's pretty that's weird. hilarious i really I, like know, that place it's funny because there's so much filmed in georgia that you just don't i guess you should just assume at this point yeah it's all filmed in georgia or new zealand that's it now uh real quick though um california i mean right the office when i found out they filmed almost nothing in pennsylvania i was like come on man what but well, that's a uh, tv show they got and they just know, did it all in california they just set up went to places that kind of looked like city areas like this looks like it could be pennsylvania uh <laughs> what you so you said you said something one of your things about oh the consultant roles yeah. never mind i lost it whatever you said it's good right. you can think about <laughs> it this was the most viewed trailer ever on youtube after it was leaked huh. and then marvel relented and then they released it early but again that might have been a I think that's the one that I, I think that was not an intentional leak. I think that was an actual leak. Um, after the premiere, Holland and Zendaya said that they were dating, meaning all three Spider-Men dated their on-screen girlfriend in real life. Oh, uh, I guess cute. I didn't. I guess I thought they we already knew that. I because I didn't realize this movie's it's been two years, and I was just yeah, like, oh, I don't know. I don't know Thanks. if they're still together. No, uh, I think they was, are. Pretty yeah. sure. This was originally supposed to come out after Multiverse of Madness, and they would have had to change stuff in the Doctor Strange movie, obviously. But oh yeah, uh, Flash's Flash's book Flashpoint. That's the title of a storyline in some second tier comic company. I don't know. Uh, it's DC, <laughs> obviously. Uh, 
This line I'm wearing is... a Superman shirt right now. So. <laughs> uh, I already said that one. I don't need to do that one again. Oh, and that's it. All right. Oh, um, I only have one because I just didn't have any good ones. Uh, in the bridge scene, the like when they're fighting on the bridge, in case saying bridge scene wasn't clear, um, there is a car. I think it's the car that uh, What's-Her-Face, the vice chancellor, was in, actually. I think it was her car. Yeah. Uh, it says 63ASM-3, which is the comic that book Doc first Ock. appearance of Doc Ock. Yep. So When it was going by, that was one where I'm like, oh, that's an Easter egg, but I don't know what it is. I just know <laughs> it's obviously a reference to one of the comic books that came out that year, Amazing yeah. Spider-Man number three. Uh, but I didn't know, like, off the top of my head, oh, that's Doc Ock's first appearance. I didn't just have that hanging out. So I like wrote it down. I was like, I'm going to Google that. Uh, what's what Spider-Man, what, what amazing Spider-Man number three was. And it was like, Oh, first appearance. Doc Ock. Boom. That's there you cool. go. I always say I got to look out more for the license plates, but I never do. And there's always, cool I stuff was, there. yeah. And I wasn't even meaning to, it just was going by. I'm like, ah, ASM amazing Spider-Man. Obviously <laughs> they did that on purpose. And yeah. is like, whatever. <laughs> Freaking nerd. Because now uh, it's like, like when you're like early in these movies, you don't think about it. Now it's like everything they do is on purpose. It's all yeah. on purpose, uh, except maybe like a stray boom mic hanging in the screen would probably be an accident. But like all those little goofy things, stuff on the wall, they had like a, um, like a billboard for another Disney movie in the background, like that kind of. It's all on really? purpose. That's funny. It's genius. It was the. Massive. Uh, it was the. It was the Mr. Rogers movie. I think was in the background on one of the scenes. Or no, or Mr. Banks. Movie? I mean, not not Mr. Rogers. The it was when they were in the city. There was a there was a billboard in the background that I saw, and I was like, "Oh, that's another thing. That's a Disney thing." But I didn't. Who cares? So I didn't write it down. There you go. Can you skip No Way Home in your MCU rewatch? I said that you can never, ever, ever skip a Spider-Man movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not even just because they're all amazing, because it's Spider-Man, but. He's the most important character in the franchise. He's the most beloved character. So it's always going to tie in something really important. Um, and at the very least, it's going to develop further their most important character. So it's usually hard to skip a Spider-Man movie. And it because it's resetting his entire canon, it's probably going to be way more important come the next oh, movie. Oh, yeah. For like the next 10 movies. Yeah. And more importantly, it's the intro to the, the multiverse. So I guess you could yeah. just start the multiverse with Dr. Strange, but you kind of want, I don't know, a little intro before you're totally enveloped in it where the multiverse is kind of coming to you rather than totally adventuring through it. Yeah. So I, I think it's not, it's not skippable, unskippable. Um, I said that you can skip it. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. That'd be <laughs> dumb. Uh, definitely not a skip movie. Oh my gosh. I just, uh, rogers the musical was the billboard that was in the background sorry oh okay yeah you know there sometimes you your brain like leaves and then it comes back later and it's like oh hey i had to go get a drink or something and i wanted to remind you of that thing you were thinking of yeah anyway so but the fake yeah so i said no skipping rogers. yeah the fake musical not yeah. a real disney thing i don't know why i was thinking i like got messed up because i was like mr rogers what was it <laughs> your brain just went like <laughs> roger mr rogers mr banks there you go. i was all messed up there man wow uh anyway like I said, I've hit my head before. So, uh, yeah, I put no skip. Can't skip it. That'd be crazy. And like you said, aside from it being awesome because it's Spider-Man, it's probably setting some major stuff for the next, seriously, like probably 10 movies. Uh, yeah. Even if it's not in each movie, the duration of these events will probably last at least that long because mm -hmm. now 
well. And Tom Holland is, what is he, 25? I don't know. He's pretty young. So they got him for years, yeah. uh, especially if he can stay young looking. And so far, considering Andrew Garfield and Tommy McGuire both still look really young, maybe that's like a Spider-Man thing. They just stay looking young forever. Uh, so as long as they're making movies with him, this movie will be relevant until they do another movie like this to reset everything. Agreed. Where does it rank? We got four levels, Pantheon, Awesome, Dig It, and Thanos should snap this movie out of existence. Change the name of Skippable because... Oh, you actually... I didn't even see that. I didn't even look that far down. I was just like, I'm I'm not going to Skippable, so... (laughs) It it, it confused me because there was, can you skip it? And then is it Skippable? But Skippable just meant it sucked. So I just changed (laughs) the name. I like like that. That's funny. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I rank it, yeah panties on or pantheon whatever i got a new uh, mic and i keep knocking off the word. headphones so i missed anything you just said oh i said uh <laughs> i gave my ranking of it no <laughs> yeah, that's important uh but i said something stupid so i i i, I rank it panties on no. or pantheon however you say it that's what I, uh it was a bad joke the first time and it was bad the second time (laughs) (laughs) so pantheon i was like i'll just say this once and i'll just leave it because it's dumb and i don't care and then uh i don't know yeah and then he made me say it again and i'm like ah oh well (laughs) (laughs) i have it in awesome because i think it's one of the best theater experiences ever and it's got awesome fights it's funny it's got hearts it's like one of the hardest hitting deaths in the mcu because nobody saw it coming uh that said a lot of the good stuff comes from fan service so it takes a hit it's kind of like a paint by numbers and an effort to play on nostalgia but mm. they killed may and there was just a lot of good points so it's hard to it's not it didn't suck it was very very good i loved it mm. and i think it has a ceiling because it played so much on fan service which is why I put Endgame lower than I think it could have been. Yeah. So I have No Way Home above Captain Marvel and right behind Homecoming. I think I like that one more. Huh. Um, yeah, I feel like I th- I'm good with Awesome, but I, I went with Pantheon because I felt like the fan service was uh, better than Endgame. Um, I, yeah, I think, you know, I think like the way more... that you think of Endgame is how I think of this. Like, and I gotta, service. I'll watch Endgame again, but like, I liked all, well, I liked a lot of the, the fan service in Endgame. It was a ton of fun. There was some stuff that was stupid. Um, I still find it really annoying that Steve Rogers said Avengers Assemble in like a really quiet voice. That's so stupid. I don't understand yeah. why. Why is he not Trying yelling it? There's a hundred bajillion people out here. Oh, they got their headphones in. So if you scream it, it's like buzzing in the ear. Stupid. No, it's like high tech stuff. It balances out. Yeah. It's like, you know, like the active noise cancellation stuff and it like throttles your sound down or whatever. Um, But uh, yeah. And like, I thought a lot of that stuff was corny, but it was fun and I enjoyed it. Uh, Same with the No Way Home is like, obviously, yeah, having having Garfield and Maguire show up is fan service, but I feel like they made slightly more story out of the fan service because like the fan service was bringing characters into the story. Mm-hmm. Whereas Endgame was fan service. Like the story was happening with or without that stuff for the most part. Uh, it that just made like a it culmination more, it just, of this whole. Yeah. It saga. just made it more fun. And I, I mean, I'm a big believer that like, yeah, the, 
I feel like the fans deserve it or however you want to put that, where it's like, we've been riding this out for 20, whatever movies. So cool. But yeah, I mean, I think the tip for me to make no way home Pantheon was because of the relevance I see moving forward. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just, well, but same with Endgame though. Like Endgame can't not be important because they're still referencing it in all these movies. Um, well, Infinity War, Endgame together. Uh, so it's kind of, I think that's probably where I'm like, oh, Pantheon, because it's like a big milestone within the long line of them. I think that's a fair point. And it's low level Pantheon for me, just so we're clear, though. That's it's fair. like, it's kind of on the line. I have a lot. I think <laughs> these aren't like equal sections. And I think that's fair because like, I don't know, it's not like rating them against each other, really. It's like this is a Pantheon yeah. and there's more in the Pantheon than anything else. So in the Pantheon, I have Infinity War, Endgame, Iron Man, and what did I say? Infinity War, Avengers, Iron Man, Endgame, Ragnarok, Guardians, Winter Soldier, Civil War. Awesome. I have Black Panther, Eternals, First Avenger, Homecoming, No Way Home, Captain Marvel, Far From Home, uh, Age of Ultron, Dig it. I have Iron Man 3, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, Black Widow, Gar- Widow <laughs> Black Widow, Guardians 2, Thor, and then Thanos should snap this movie out of existence. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Iron Man 2, The Dark World, and Incredible Hulk. Thank you guys for listening to The Wrong Opinion, MCU Rewatch. We're going to be back next week talking about one of my favorite movies, Multiverse of Madness. We got BJC. Check out a YouTube channel I've been working with, Comics Central Shorts. We talk about comics. Going through them, breaking them down in nice 10-minute succinct ways. If you hate my wrong opinion, tweet me at wrongopinionmcu. Till next week, peace out.